And we're live. We're live with Jude Fausen. How do we feel? <laughs> Fucking about time. It is about time. It is about time. Yeah, we're getting it done. Very good. very good. So we're just talking very briefly, but we're talking about a guy named Lee Murray. Lee Murray was famous uh, UFC fighter who got famous for robbing the bank in Kent, England. And he got $80 million. 80 million, 59 pound, 59 million pound. Yeah, what's yeah. it like? Australian dollar to UK dollar? What's that? Oh, it's a big gap. I, well, I think it is. It yeah. is a big gap. Because, so, 80 million, 59 million pounds in America was 80 million. Yeah. So, I don't know how, I don't know, how, I don't know what the gap is for us. I think it's fairly similar though, I'd, wouldn't it? Yeah, I'd say the pounds would like, be less, I think. Yeah, yeah, I think the pounds would be less. Um... So, because I remember watching Top Gear the other day, and I think I said there was like 150,000 for a Picardi, and I was like, it'd be like 300,000 here for one. I think it's, yeah, it's like double in Australia. Yeah, yeah. So, yeah, okay. Well, the reason why I brought him up was because he came out, one day Lee Murray came out in a Hannibal Lecter costume, and he looked like, he he was jacked. He looked looked like a good dude. He looked similar to you, actually. He looked very, yeah, he looked similar to you. (laughs) Like the the white version of you, but maybe a bit more. Yeah, yeah, Yeah. white version, yeah, because he was half Moroccan. Yeah, South right. Moroccan. Yeah, yeah, yeah. But um, he's in prison today still because oh. he tried to escape. And, oh, really? Yeah, he just walked. He was trying to walk out the door, and they're like, "Hey, buddy, you, you're in for you're in for a lot. You know, we know who you are. Like, <laughs> you're on TV. We 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 know it's you. Like, but yeah, no. But if you're in the UFC and you had to go up against any fighter, yeah. who are you choosing? Whoa. Do I get to fight the chicks, or does it have to be no, male? No, it has to be a male, yeah. All right, well, let's cross off every single heavyweight. There's no heavyweights. Let's also cross off every light heavyweight. We'll also cross off every middleweight, lightweight, uh, welterweight. I think I'll take one of these flyweight boys, but don't they, they, they punch hard. <laughs> they do. They punch hard. They do. They'd probably have my best chance against one of those boys, because they're, they're lighter than me. Those flyweights are 60 kilos. Jesus. I'm 70 kilos. They're 60. Wow. They look hell more shredded than I do. Yeah, but um, if I had to pick one, uh, yeah, I'd probably do one of those unranked flyweights. Um, yeah, that'd be me, personally. Really? Or I'll take on one of the cheeks. Oh my goodness. <laughs> We're not allowed to do that because, yeah, 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 yeah obvious yeah. reasons. Yeah. <laughs> well, that's the thing. I, I think that's a fair shout. But I also think if you're a trans, if you're a trans dude going to a girl's fight, that's bullshit. Oh, everyone, everyone can agree. Everyone can agree. But if you're a trans woman going to a guy fight, everyone's like, oh, you're so brave. We're on your team. Then she gets, like, killed, and you're like, oh, I wonder what went wrong. Oh, I can't tell Well, you. now you bring that up. You heard what Dave Chappelle said about the NBA? Here we go. He said that if LeBron James turned into a woman, he would drop 849 <laughs> points a game That's in the true. WNBA, That's and true. then they're arguing about pay rates. It's, yeah. it's just talent. It's yeah. just how it works, the That's revenue right. and... Yeah, yeah. That's how it goes, you know. Like literally, he's not wrong. Pro- LeBron James would probably drop that many points in the WNBA game, and it's like it's just how it works. You know what I mean? Yeah, I don't. I hundred percent agree because every every big organization runs off uh, runs off pay per view or runs off views. Every big one, like the NBA, the NFL, UFC, all does the same thing. And so, if you're LeBron James, and because the reason why you are LeBron James is because you have that much talent, can you name a WNBA player? Oh, well, they get shoved down your throat because they have to post them on social media and oh, shit these days because obviously there's such a big movement there for like mm. pay pay rises, but I can name Sue Bird and that's about it. And then Brittany Griner because she's the one that's in prison at the moment. She's everywhere. Oh. 
Yeah, true, true, she's, true. she got fucking done smoking pot in Russia. Ah. <laughs> Dude, if you get busted in Russia, they ah, get you. They get you. I feel no remorse. You're a twat. <laughs> seriously, use your brain, bro. What are you doing? <laughs> like, you know what I mean? Yeah, yeah. You, you go to Russia where they have the biggest anti-marijuana yeah. movement in the world, and those guys don't fuck around. Uh, don't they don't fuck around. They, that's the one country where you go and you're like, ah, we're not fucking around. Because if you go to Russia and you're like, I'm just going to smoke a little pie. We're going to have some fun. Mm. Floyd Mayweather didn't take over $1 million. And he carries like a hundred grand on him at all times. He didn't take over a million to Russia because he goes, dude, that, fuck that. Right, but she yeah. was like, I'm just going to smoke weed. And then she got arrested and she's like, help me. It's like, no, <laughs> we can't. It's just, it's just ignorant, I think. Like, regardless what country you're going to, you know, I think it's ignorant to fucking bring shit like that over. Mm. I think that's it, especially Russia, you know, mm. um, bad enough bringing it to australia like oh i think you the penalties wouldn't be as bad if you brought it here to australia mm. but bringing it to russia is so fucking stupid <laughs> yeah. oh, it's the dumbest thing i've ever heard communist nation yeah nice well done this is fucking no remorse mate no remorse. <laughs> no, no mercy fuck it. Learn from her. everyone learn from her mistakes that's all i'm gonna say Jude's UFC card to invest Brittany Grinder. He's going to go to the Gulag and just fucking. <laughs> the USC is a big card coming up. Oh, too, yes. Oh, yes. So, dude, I'm a Sugar Sean fan. Yeah. I'm a Sugar Sean fan. He versus Peter Yarn. And I can agree. I can agree for a fact. Sugar didn't really beat him. He, he didn't beat him. And it was. But the, the split decision was so close that it was fair game in that it was 29 28, 29 28. And I think the reason why he got it was because Sugar was hitting him with some nice, oh, nice arms. Damage. Yeah, more there, there was more damage, I think. Mm. Um, yeah, as you said, I think PDR won that um, yeah. with his takedowns. But then, as Joe Rogan said, what do we. How many points do we score a takedown? You yes. know, like, um, what is a takedown in UFC if you're not getting damage, you know? Yeah. Um, and then what was yeah 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 that's right like you know this brings me on a nice segue is the the khabib nagamedov okay everyone chats him up chats him up oh. chatting up dude he he wasn't as like uh, to me like i can agree that he was probably one of the best fighters in the game for sure but he, nate diaz had a fun thing to say about him where backstage he was like afraid of diaz when because nate diaz was like nate diaz and he goes yeah. in your grill and he's like you know fuck you and whatever else and he was like i will never fight gangster man i'll never fight because they are scary and shit and then but his record he only fought people who had less losses than wins until mm. conor mcgregor and conor I, McGregor, yeah. yeah look i think as there's, it's obviously going to be split. People are going to think different things of him because mm. they don't like watching him fight because obviously he's doing the wrestle. But think about how effective it is. Mm. I honestly think he was so good at what he... I don't, I don't like watching him fight. I wanted Conor McGregor to win when he fought him, but I think you got to respect how good he is at what he done. You know, right on the ground, he was incredible. His ground and power was great. He could get anyone down on the ground. He could hold him. He was excellent at what he done. And it's the most effective way of fighting in the UFC today. Yeah. Look at Islam. Yeah. He just well, beat Oliveira. Yeah, he did. He did beat Oliveira. Charles Oliveira, he's a good fighter. He is. But the thing I like about him most, he can take a right jab. <laughs> oh, that, dude, that dude was standing there and he was like, if I keep him on his feet, I've got a chance. And he was getting minced. And even his coach was like, dude, you got to take it to the ground. He goes, no, if yeah. I take it to the ground, I'm out. And they go, no, well, what are you going to do? He goes, I'm just going to rocky this motherfucker. <laughs> like, that's exactly all he's right. got. Well, yeah. Well, um, you know, I thought... It could have gone anyway, you know, Oliveira and Makachev. Um, so I'm a big UFC fan. and yeah. I had my money on Oliveira because the odds were leaning against him. And yeah. I thought, fuck, you know, Back down this down. could go anyway. This is 50-50. Like, I could see a realm where Makachev wins. And I could see a realm where Oliveira, Oliveira wins. Yeah. Like, if Makachev made a mistake, 
He was on done. the ground, he was, he was finished. He was but that, and that goes back down to, you know, the coaching and Islam's ability. Hmm. He's a gun. He's hmm. a fucking machine. He's a weapon, bro. Like, I, I can't fault that. Did I want him to win? No. But yeah. I'm keen for Volk versus Makachev. That would be Ooh, good. Ooh, fuck yeah, the Volk. Dude, I met Alexander Volkanovsky. Met him? Yeah, he's a small guy. Very friendly. You wouldn't pick it. Because he, yeah. like, he's he's literally like every other guy in Wollongong. You go to Wollongong, walk yeah. down the main street, you meet a thousand of them. They're beautiful people. And they're like, you know, I met him and he was a very nice, very nice gentleman. He was a very nice yeah. gentleman. He probably doesn't remember me because he's a very busy man. <laughs> but, yeah. And he's also, he's also a UFC fighter and he's probably got knocked out a fair few. But... But that guy, I've never seen. I've never seen a fighter that has represented the Australia never fucking give up mentality in any other sport in the world. He is just he's the pound for pound number one fighter in the world, and the reason being is because he just doesn't fucking quit. Oh, he's, he's got yeah, he's got that battle of mentality that we have here in Australia, and he oh, just yeah. carries in to the world stage, you know. Yeah. Um, and I think he's just he's just all around good. Like he's not amazing at anything or i mean actually his cardio is amazing but i think he's just great at everything he's not like the best at anything maybe the only thing you could probably argue is his cardio and his fight iq yeah okay that shit's next level (laughs) i i'm I'm not much of a fighter (laughs) i mean shit you know i'm maybe i'd like not, I don't want to say I've had many scraps or anything, but uh, I mean, I appreciate <laughs> yeah. watching Volkanovski yeah. fight and yeah, seeing yeah. what he does, you know, I can see what he's doing and when he does it and the traps he sets, he's very smart like that. And um, Max Holloway ain't shit. Yeah, Max, <laughs> Max Holloway is a gun, bro. And he fucking, yeah. he didn't just beat Max Holloway. He bashed Max mm. Holloway, bro. He put it, he put it on him yeah, and yeah. I didn't think it was going to be anything like that. So I think Volk's IQ, like fighting-wise, and his cardio is the best. But I mean, that was back to what I was saying. His all-around skills, like yeah. his boxing, his wrestling, his um, takedown defense, it's all there, mm-hmm. and it just comes together and it's perfect. And there's another thing about Volk, mm-hmm. very strong. Ooh, he's yeah. very strong Ooh, for yeah. his um for his weight. Like he's probably the strongest featherweight I reckon. Oh, yeah. And then you see it in his punches. Yeah. I mean, uh, maybe Josh Emmett's up there too, but I mean. I reckon Volk's probably the strongest there, yeah. and that you see it in yeah. his fights. Yeah, yeah, that's right. You do. You see that because he there's the videos of him working out, and he's in the gym, and he's throwing around weight, and you're like, dude, all right, sure, like you know, because he doesn't he he um him and Robert Whitaker, I'm pretty sure were both bricklayers. Now both yeah. bricklayers, and but their bricklayers are a special breed. They are oh, a breed of oh. human being. Yeah, couldn't agree with you more. They're tough fucking humans. They're tough. Mm. And then you're speaking about Whitaker. Fucking hell, that guy's in it. I, he beat Izzy last fight. I'm sorry, but he yeah. beat Izzy last fight. Okay. I reckon. Yeah. I 100% reckon. Not by a lot, but here's the thing. He might have beat Izzy. He beats Izzy if it's a standard, normal um, fight, but it's a championship fight. So you got to take it. Yeah. you got to take the crown off the champ. He didn't take the crown off the champ. He beat him. If it's just, say, like a standard fight um, that doesn't have much on the line, um, Whitaker gets his hand raised. But... Yeah. He didn't take the crown off the champ. Yeah. And I respect Izzy as well. I think he's oh, yeah. very, he, just like Volk, he's a very smart fight IQ. And I'm very keen to see him go up against Pereira this weekend, actually. Oh, yeah. Shit, yeah. Because uh, Adesanya has this amazing, I love his Muay Thai. It's beautiful. It's beautiful to watch. Shit. Yeah, yeah, he's beautiful to watch. But the thing that gets me with Whitaker every time is that he is just carved out of wood and he is just, he'll keep coming at you, keep coming at you. 
But the thing that gets me about him is his takedowns, because everything else he has is on is on on the point. It's on the yeah. level. But he struggles to get those takedowns sometimes, and they yeah. and then they let him down because you get a failed takedown, you lose points. So oh, he's gone. Right, yeah. yeah, he's gone for the one leg. But to a degree, I agree with that statement. Then also to a degree, I don't because if you look at Aljamain Sterling last fight, I mm. mean that bloke was two from twenty two on takedowns against PDI when they yeah. last fought, and the guy took the the win the dub because. That was his strategy, you know, he didn't want to be striking with PDR, which is fucking obvious. You're not going to be striking with that man, otherwise no. you're getting put to sleep. <laughs> yeah. So, um, yeah, he was two from 22 from takedowns. So, I mean, to a degree, I think it affects, if, if you're not doing anything else, then I think it affects your um, the score. But if yeah. you're just, you know, just getting up in their face and getting them against the fence with these takedowns that aren't really working like as such just get into the ground but just pressure then yeah Man. i think that does affect the score oh for sure like a good person to look at for takedowns and for groundwork i have to mention him everyone's talking about him party the body from liverpool oh, dude who he can you name a better ufc sensation at the moment because he he's everywhere and everyone's saying like oh party the body yeah, like he absolutely. he he pings people in droves because he because he has this like fucking bowl cut and he looks like the nicest guy on the planet which yeah. he apparently is but he but he puts people to fucking sleep like he <laughs> He doesn't play any games that boy. No, no. He doesn't play any games. I've always got time to watch him fight. Mm. He's a good fighter, yeah, he's a good Paddy. Fighter. Him and um that meatball Molly, they work together. I <laughs> yeah. think um what's her name? Molly McCann or something. That's right. Um yeah, fuck, they're good. They can take over, I reckon. Oh yeah. Yeah, yeah. But he's can... not the best fighter yet. No. He has flaws. He definitely has flaws. Like that man's strike been clipped game. many yeah, times. Strike game. Um shit, he nearly got knocked out the other um oh, not too long ago. I don't know. Because something. Well, I don't know, because, because Paddy, after they said, you got clipped with the right hand, how do you feel? He goes, I take that shit in training all week. And as a matter of fact, he gets clipped pretty fucking hard. Like, he's yeah. got a, he's, the thing, what I'm trying to say is he's got a good chin. Oh, he's got absolutely. a good chin for it. Yeah, I agree with that. Um, he does have a good chin, but, I mean. You and you need, you need a good chin. Yeah, you, you need, need if you're going to be a champion, you need a good chin. You can't get, you can't go on and be champion without a fucking no. good chin. You're no, going to okay. fucking... Yeah, you need a good chin. Like, yeah. look at Cody Jose Aldo. Yeah, Jose Aldo. <laughs> yeah. Look at Cody Garbrandt, Max Holloway. Yeah, there's no um, one. I mean, Vittori. Vittori's been up there. He's not. He doesn't have the best skill set, but I believe his chin has kept him up at the top because the man just doesn't get knocked out. It's fucked. Yeah. Yeah. Like he's taken everything. He's yeah. taken everything under yeah. the sun. That's right. He's got. He's he's got the best chin in USA for me. Okay. Yeah. I don't like the bloke, but he's got a good chin. He's got a good chin. If you have a favourite fighter, I'm going to go with mine. I'm going to go with Nate Diaz, the brawler from Stockton. Yeah. Who are you going? Oh, I was very, very happy to see him win a couple months ago. I loved seeing Leon Rocky Edwards get up. Ah, yeah, I was beautiful. so happy to see him up, get well up. Well done. Watch the fight. Uh, I had money on him. Oh. I had 20 bucks, and he was paying like $4 when I got on him. So it was a nice $80 win. $80 win. Um, Leon Re Rocky Edwards, man, that's fucking... The videos oh, and everything, yeah. like, I was watching it live, and I thought, fuck, you know, I respect Usman, Usman's fucking classy fighter, he's fucking good at what he does, mm, bro, mm. he's very good, and him and these coaches, Trevor Whitman, they're fucking good, bro, they're yeah. very good, but, um, I think Rocky Edwards' knockout, it symbolizes fucking just redemption, and just, like, everything. hope, and just, oh, yeah. yeah, as you said, everything, everything bro. Right? it's, like, yeah, literally yeah. like the Rocky movie, yeah, like, it it's ironic that his name's Rocky, <laughs> yeah. and then he goes out there and does that shit right at yeah. the end, it was just, 
wow. I was fucking yelling, bro, when it happened. I was like, what the fuck? Holy shit. <laughs> Gotta love oh, it. man. You've seen your fa- favorite fighter get up. Oh, yeah. And that man has been through shit. Oh, yeah. Bro, like, um, that ne- everyone knows him. For that Nate Diaz fight, just getting that slap. But that bro, he was putting it on Nate Diaz oh, that fight. Sure. He was putting it on Nate Diaz, and then he he was good. He was the first bloke to sign up to fight Hamza. Wow. He, before everyone else, and I, I watched the podcast with him and Joe Rogan. He was the first bloke to go fuck Hamza, but Hamza got COVID. No. But no one else wants to fight Hamza mm-hmm. now. Now he's at the top. Mm-hmm. Like everyone's scared of shit, and I think Hamza's gonna be the best. Like, but um. Yeah, everyone's shit scared of Hamza now, but Rocky was the first one to sign up to fight him, and um, that's why he got the title shot, because he was the first one to sign up for Hamza. Um, then what else? I mean, then the eye poke, he was beating Bilal, and Bilal's good, man. Like, mm. he got a very nice win, the other the other card. Mm. He was beating Bilal and fucking got that eye poke, and it didn't count as a win. This man has just been through shit, 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 and more shit. And all his fights just get cancelled. It's just, it's unfortunate, but I mean, fucking look at him now. That's right. That's right, that's right. (laughs) (laughs) Too good, yeah. Well, I'm a Nate Diaz fan, and the best fight in my book is when he put it to McGregor. And the reason why was because... He said, he said, when my favorite reason why is because of the post interview. And then they go, Nate, how do you feel? He goes, I'm not surprised, motherfucker. <laughs> I was like, yeah. yeah. But Conor McGregor is a good one to talk about because he he brought the UFC to a whole new dynamic. Absolutely. Yeah, 100%. But he brought Irishmen by the droves. 100%. By the droves. He's, super, he's the biggest superstar. He's like what Messi and Ronaldo are in soccer. And he's yeah. like what um, Federer is in tennis. And he's what, like... I'm not going to say Cam Smith Rugby League because he's not probably the most appropriate one, but uh, you know what true, I'm saying. Like, true. give Tom Brady in football. Yeah, he is yeah. he is the superstar of the sport. He is he's the biggest thing that UFC has ever seen, and um, comes down to his promotion. Yes, yeah, it comes down to his promotion. He wasn't. Right. Don't get me wrong. He's fucking striking. I think he was one of the best. He's one of the best strikers UFC has ever seen. But he wasn't the best. No. He was nowhere near the best. No. He didn't defend that featherweight title. Um, I think he did defend the lightweight one, but it definitely didn't defend the featherweight one. Yeah. Um, he's a fucking great striker, but it was his promotion. He just, you know, to get that fight with Mayweather, oh, fuck, that cemented him as one of the oh, best promoters ever, man. 100%. Floyd Mayweather is a good one, too. He's famous for defense. And people always go to that fight, but yeah. Connor cracked him with a oh. good few shots. And because, like you said, Connor's striking was, the, that's what made him the champion, was his Absolutely. striking. And the thing that he's most famous for is the Jose Auto knockout. And I, I love that fucking clip because he goes, he goes, it'll be done in one. And he runs out there and just, toom, and you're so like, oh, shit. Mr. Um, uh, Mystic Mac. Yeah, Mystic that's right. Mac. Oh, yeah. That's right, but oh, dude, there's like uh, the UFC at the moment is popping off. It's going yeah, off the chain. Nice. It is, and that's so good. It's so good because there's so many benefits to martial arts, and the people always see it as a brutal thing. But it, but it's really like boxers are getting more trouble than UFC fighters because in boxing they have the ten count, and oh, they can get back up and get knocked out again and again. They get fucking Alzheimer's and all sorts Absolutely. of shit. Yeah, but the one that gets me is Tyson Fury. And the reason why is because that guy is going 100 miles an hour straight to Alzheimer's or dementia or whatever the case may be. Yeah. And he, to me, doesn't signify too much of a champ. Yeah, well, here's the thing. Now you bring it up. Another thing about boxing in UFC, how it's different. The UFC sets matchups that people want to see. Like Tyson Fury some, fighting some fucking bloke I've never heard of in my life. Like, don't be wrong, Tyson Fury's fought against some good, good guys. You know, he's obviously... 
Wilder's Wilder's a fucking gun. Like yeah. he knocked that bloke out first round last fight. Like um, bang, he's a fucking machine. But yeah. um, I mean Tyson Fury's fighting some bloke I've never heard of. That curious guy. I don't. I've never seen him fight. Don't know anything about him. Yeah. And that's because boxing's fucked. It's it's royally fucked. Like yeah, you probably get more pain boxing, but it's not like it's not as it's not as stable as it is UFC. As Dana White said. And it's true, like, I'm not siding with Dino White here because I prefer the UFC, but he's right in saying that boxing's falling apart. It is. It is. Mm. Like, all these blokes are fighting bums. No one, there's no big fights because they're all scared to fight each other. Like, mm. I respect Cambosis. He fucking called out the top bloke. And yes, he lost twice. And he definitely didn't look like he was going to win any of them. Yeah. But, I mean, he's doing... He's just fighting the best bloke. That's how it's supposed to be. Yeah. It's what happens in UFC. Yeah. But that's not what happens in boxing. You call out some bloke that's like, fucking the 14th best in the world when you're on top and then you fight him and then oh wow you beat him what oh, do yeah. you do it's soup fuck. can it's, it's soup can yeah it's bullshit it's all these belts and shit don't work no. they need one thing yes and they need one competition because you all got all these belts and everyone's fighting for it makes no sense no. i don't know everyone know i don't i can't keep up with it i literally can't keep no. i can keep up with ufc i can mm. know who's on top who's mm. winning I can't keep up with boxing. No. It's fucked. It is fucked. And they, they make huge money. I don't know where it all comes from. Oh, it's the government. And it's a big thing. Yeah, yeah, So, So in Texas, they made... In Texas, they came across this bill for the combat bill. And it was for combat sports. And they signed yeah. it for Dana White. And Dana White came in and he said, Hey, look, I want to make a bill for this promotion in the UFC, yada, yada, yada. And they go, Ultimate fighting competition? Shit, yeah, Troy, we'll back that shit. And so they wrote that off. So boxing, because it was such an older sport... They, the founding fathers um, had an agreement where they had like a, a, spundi, a spending regiment and because America is so fucking patriotic, they didn't fucking change it over time. And so as they spread in Boston, they were like, we're going to dedicate so much of our fucking government to the combat sports. And so they did. And then now boxing's got all this money in it. But the one person that got it all in there was Mike Tyson, Iron Mike, with all his pay-per-view fights. Oh, fuck yeah, man. dude. He was the pinnacle of boxing and sport in the 1980s. Like, come on. Mike Tyson, man. He was like, a fucking man. He was the man, man. He was, he was a murderer. He yeah, was a murderer in the ring, man. It's just... He was... He made boxing so livid. Like... Mm, mm. I don't even know who to... He's like the Conor McGregor, but like better mm. back in boxing, you yeah, know. He yeah, was yeah. he was the superstar who was the man. He was knocking blokes out. Not fucking like brutally, bro. Like viciously yeah. fucking knocking cunts out, yeah. bro. because he was hypnotized to do that by Customato. Customato was a fucking hypnotist and he said, I'm going to make you the champion of the world yeah. and you're going to hit with every bad intention you come across. And Mike Tyson at uh, 13 was arrested 38 times. He had been in the shit. He was just like... The only way he knew to live was to fight and he had these bad intentions because his family didn't love him and Cus was like we're gonna harness you and make you a fucking alien an animal like and weapon. that's right and so when he got into the ring uh he was rising up and it was, i think it was if you look at 1998 mike tyson he comes out against peter mcnearly and he's fresh out of prison and he is jacked like you've never seen him before right. and he's following him with his yeah, eyes the eyes terrifying oh fuck that you could see the fear in peter's eyes eh? And he went out there and just fucking smacked died. him. Yeah, smacked died. the fuck out of him, bro. Man, that's... You know, shout out, Peter. Fuck, <laughs> I ain't taking that fight, bro. I've never done a million years. Man, I wouldn't get into a ring with fucking Mike Tyson for a million dollars, bro. Nah, nah. Really? Ten... Oh, you know what? Yeah, the most I'd go in there, because here's the thing. You've got to also... 
calculate how much it's going to be for the hospital to fix you when you come out. Like <laughs> yeah, the health yeah, Tyson yeah, yeah. punches you in the fucking liver, you're going to need a replacement <laughs> or some shit. Uh, it's about, what, yeah, $15,000, $20,000. Oh, yeah, and then he breaks my cheekbone. All right, I'm going to have to get that fixed up. Oh, he broke my nose. Yeah, concussed, yeah. Right, fucking... Check your ribs out. Yeah, check... Oh, yeah, that's right. Yeah, we've got fucking broken ribs. Yeah. Seriously, like, no, the no. amount of money I'd make, say you gave me a million dollars to fight him, I'd need to spend all of that to get my body fixed yeah, after. Yeah, that's like, right. He, he put... He put... He made somebody broke by doing that. He hit, um... I think it was his... I think it was, like, his... It was his 40-second knockout. And they said, there's no way Mike's gonna do it. And Mike went in, and they're like, Mike, what do you think of this fight? He goes, hey, he's cute. He's fucking cute. He's a cute guy. He's not gonna hurt me, but he's cute. He went in there and belted him and the guy goes they come in two years later and say hey hey you you fought my Tyson two years ago what are you doing here he goes i live here there's a bus station yeah. and they go why do you live here and he goes i had to pay off medical bills i genuinely had to pay off the medical bills that mike tyson influenced on yeah. him that was that bad of a beating fuck me dad yeah he's yes yeah, say so he's a fucking murderer in there bro like mm. he, i don't know why people would even want to sign up to fight him i think the only person you can compare him to at the moment is um like that's actually fighting today is Nganu. Yeah. I would say. Well, well I would say, yeah. I, mean, I like that's in UFC, of course. Yeah, but, but I mean, who's who's the who's the? You just mentioned him before. Shaved head, beard. He's been smashing everyone. Win by first round KOs. No, 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 no. In the UFC, um, Hamza. Yes, yes. Hamza, yeah, I'll yeah, play. Yeah. I'll play him to the same card as Mike because Mike was all knockout, you know, yeah. and Hamzat is all knockout too. <laughs> He's got oh. that knockout power. Well, yeah. That's, but the thing is about Hamza, and I really, really like watching him fight. Like every time Hamza's on there, I'm fucking watching, bro. Yeah. He's so incredible. Um, like I'm not gonna lie to you. Um, before the last fight. When Harms Up was fighting Nate Diaz, I had five hundred dollars on Harms Up. I was certain he was gonna win, bro. I was certain. And then the fight got cancelled, so I got my money back, of course. Thank but God, I had dude. fucking five hundred bucks on him to Bar smack money. Nate Diaz. Yeah, like he's a fucking machine. But the thing is, he gets it done submissions wise, mm. and then he gets it done by knockout. He's mm. so dangerous on the feet, and he's so dangerous on the ground. Mm. Like that? Did you watch the Gilbert Burns fight? Mm. That was the best fight I've ever seen. That was the best fight I've, I've ever seen. seen. Okay. If you got to watch it after this, man. Like um, they're just going at it the whole time, the whole time, no ground, literally just fucking to the pump, just mm. going until the fifth round. And mm. obviously, Hamzak got his hand lifted, but fuck me, bro, that was an incredible fight. Yeah. Hamzak is just so entertaining. Yeah. Well, yeah. Hamzak Nate versus Nate Diaz would be interesting because Nate Diaz is a brawler and he doesn't give a fuck. Like you have to knock him out to make him oh. go to sleep. Oh, you have to tap him to go to sleep too. Fun fact, he's a black belt under the Gracies. Dude's a fucking maniac on the floor. His cardio is insane. Ferguson. Mm-hmm. Yeah. Look what he done to Ferguson. Ferguson. I had fucking money on Ferguson to win that oh. one. And it was the last one on my multi. I've got all five right. And then the fucking dumb Ferguson's coach tells him to go to the ground. I thought, it was, oh. why the, it was so stupid. Yeah. This bloke, Nate Diaz, has been training for the, one of the best fighters on the ground. And he then fucking Ferguson goes on the ground like a dickhead and gets submitted in fucking yeah. 20 seconds. Yeah. Yeah. And then I yeah. watch my money fucking whoop, fly away. <laughs> yeah. But no, I mean... Nate Diaz, fuck. He wasn't the best, but he's just, he's just like, he's got that brawler mentality. He's got that yeah. brawler mentality, and he's there's just something about him. He's just certain, got a certain enigma about yeah, him. He's yeah, just, yeah. he was just the man. Everyone mm. loved him. Oh yeah, like of his 
personality and who yeah. he was, you know. But he's he's he runs Ironmans. He's insanely cardio. You know, he's in cardio's in the peak. The thing that people don't understand about Nate Diaz is his strike, his strike game. Because everyone's like, he looks sloppy, but it's not. It's, it's highly. He's very very, very calculated. And the thing is, his brother Nick was a, also on the UFC, but Nick was strike force champion. Yeah, strike. But he was also. He was he looked more more or less less developed than Nate. And I think the reason was because he was the first brother who didn't have anyone helping him out. So Nate had yeah. his brother who'd been through it and all that other shit. But there's something about the Diaz brothers and their tarnished view that if you see him in the ring, you're like, oh, fuck, we're in oh, for it tonight. We're in for it. <laughs> man, Nick fought fucking killers, bro. He fought JSP, fucking Robbie Lawler. He went up against some fucking guns, yeah, bro. Yeah, he did. I mean, any cunt that fights GSP, bro, fuck. That no man. way. No, it actually leads me. What's your goat? Who's your goat? My goat for the UFC? There's a big three. Everyone knows the big three. Absolutely. Just St. Pierre, Silva, and um, Jones. Jones. Yeah. I'm a John Jones fan. I have been for a long time, but I think the greatest of all time is got to be George St. Pierre. I think. I really do think that. Because Anderson Silva was great. And I remember my first time, me and my brother, watching a UFC fight. And he, we got it for we got it on, like, the live and everything. It was the cut. It was the Anderson Silva vs. Chris Weidman cut. Oh, yep, yeah, yep, yeah, yep, yeah, 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 yeah. I remember that and, one. And um, we, we had it at home. And we were watching it together. And anyway, so I'm like, oh, the fight's about to start. I'm going to get something to drink from the kitchen. So I leave to the kitchen. And my brother just yells out, no way! And I come back. What happened? What happened? He goes, Anderson Silva just snapped his leg in fucking half. Yeah that's, right. yeah, that's right. Um, yeah, and that I think that that lo- that loss he had obviously he couldn't help it because it was an injury, mm-hmm. but um, that loss affected his like his legacy a lot. I mm-hmm. think, especially in regards to being the goat, because everyone's gonna look back at that. Yes. But then, um, yeah, look back. But anyways. Legacy wise, yeah, they're gonna look back on theirs and silver and think that. Yeah, because he had a couple losses, you know, yeah, at yeah. the end, and that makes a huge difference. GSP was only have one to Matt Hughes, mm. and it was fucking sloppy that time. But I mean, John Jones though, he had a loss as well, but then he didn't lose that fight, bro. He's come back. Yeah, he, he didn't, didn't lose, lose that, that fight. No. He just done that elbow. He used to like the nine to no, it was a. Yeah, six to twelve elbow. Six to twelve, yeah. The yep. Six to twelve elbow, which was illegal. Illegal, yeah. But he was fucking beating on that bloke, <laughs> bro. Yeah. So my eyes, John Jones undefeated. And yes, he done the steroids, but no, did he get busted for steroids or coke? Steroids, bro. Steroids, right? Because right. Sorry, he, his men are fight Cormier, and then oh, right. he got dumped for steroids. But I mean, despite the steroids, I think it's so hard to go against what John Jones done, yeah, bro. Yeah, like yeah. fucking machine. That's Fifteen. What, what was it? Fifteen fights he won as a champion. Yeah. Yes. Fifteen. Fuck it, hell. Well, I think about how long Usman's been there for. We think Usman's been there for ages. He's only won five times. Yes. Yeah. Yeah. That's true. He's yeah. only been. Well, yeah. He's only beat five blokes as champion. Yeah. Jones. Darren's done ten more than that. Yes. I know. Fucking ah. Oh. It's beyond me. Well, I think in today's age, it's getting a little bit more competitive in UFC. Obviously, sports growing, and you're getting more nationalities and shit coming in, and more people like uh, from everywhere. You know, Latin, um, the Latin area. There's more fighters from there. There's more Asian fighters coming mm-hmm. in. There's Europe fighters, like those fucking Dagestani's, bro. There's Dagestani's. Every second bloke in UFC, his surname's No Mal- No Magomedov. 
And they're all fucking killers. Yeah, well, the thing is, where they're from is a war-torn country, and the only way you're going to make it to where to, to eat is to be scrapped. Like, Absolutely. something they're going to do. And they wrestle, and they're all that shit. But Conor McGregor has a funny, or has a, has a view on it, where he goes, if you keep, like, if you keep hammering, like, if you have a bar of gold, and let's say a bar of gold, like, Dagestan, right? Or, how do you say it? Just Dagestan. Dagestan. Yeah, Dagestan. 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 You have a bar of gold and you're hitting it with a hammer. It's just eventually over time it's going to get softer and softer and softer. But they're at the point where they're punching out these guys. And over time it's going to change. It's going to shift. And like the, the biggest rise is the Australian fighters. We've Absolutely. got we've got some guys who are, who are really showing up. There's one there's one fighter from Australia that I'm not a fan of. And that is Tai Tuavasa. You're not a fan? No. Why? I can't get behind him because he's so fun and carefree, which is a good way to be. But his game is... He's just a Western Sydney gangbanger. We, we know a thousand of them. Yeah. We, we know a yeah. thousand of them. Yeah, I agree with that. We know a thousand of them, yeah. but then the rest of the world don't. No, you know, That's no, why yeah. it's interesting for the rest of the world to see him. See, that's a very interesting topic you bring up, Tai Tuivasa. I rate him. I will always yeah, watch yeah. his fights. Um, do I think he's the most technical? No. No. He does smart. He does set up some smart traps. Like in his last fight, yeah. you've seen him get that kick to the head, and then he's trying to. He's like wobbling a bit, and then you come in, serial gun, yeah. to fucking bash him, and then went, <laughs> when he was wobbling, yes. I thought that was crazy yes. little yes. trap he set up. Yeah. Um, I think it's just like his persona. Like you know, mm -hmm. it's um, you can get behind it, you know, mm. um, and he's done well for himself, obviously. Uh, man, that fucking fight against Derek Lewis was madness. Bro, that was madness. Yeah, fuck. I remember. I think I had um, who had who I, had, I think I had Jack Craig over and watched it together. And wow, he's fucking crazy. We, we was shocked when he won, eh? Yeah, yeah. Like I think I like Derek Lewis. Yeah, I think he's okay. a funny cunt. <laughs> Ty's I mean, got a Billy, bro. He nearly he actually nearly sat down and fucking put out gone. Yeah, bro. That guy we lost to Ngannou, but Ngannou fucking didn't strike with him. He had to wrestle. Yeah, that's right. Yeah. So that fucking says something about Ngannou yeah. striking, and Tuivasa was fucking having a crack at him. I'll give, oh look, I'll give you points where they do, because Tuivasa has an iron chin, he's got good hands, but he's, his belly puts me off. I want him to be jacked. Yeah, he's <laughs> a heavyweight, but yeah. he's a heavyweight. And yeah, but they, they can still be jacked, you know Yeah, that's I mean? true. Ngannou's pretty jacked. Yeah, 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 but yeah. Look, Fury, Fury fucking works well for him. Like he's a heavyweight in boxing. Like but... I don't like the gut. I just don't. I, that's just me though, because I because I, I was fat. Because yeah. when we were at school, I was very heavy. <laughs> I yeah. was I was 180 yeah, you kilos. Bring that up, fucking well done, bro. You've fucking done very good. You know. Thank you, thank you very much. I mean, it's crazy shit. Yeah, it's like, weird. Yeah, no, it's weird. <laughs> it's weird shit. Yeah, yeah, yeah. yeah. Fuck yeah, we, we. I went to the photos uh, for the formal. Yeah. And then right. the people. The, the difference in people's personality, like Jack and Temple and I were talking about it. They said, when you're big, not a lot of people want to know you. And if they do, they do know you and they're just being friendly. But when you look good, dude, everybody wants to know you. They go, oh, you know, way back and shit. Like, I have a lot of friends, like, obviously. <laughs> but um, but um, there's a lot of people who are now way more friendly than they used to be. And I go, oh, okay. Well, that's yeah. what happens, isn't it? It's it's really it's it's not the best thing ever. Like I think that everyone should be get treated the same regardless of their way. Like I always treat you, dude. Yeah. I'm gonna treat you the same now as I did back then. That's right. It makes no difference to me. But I think um, your journey, bro, it's fucking inspiring, eh? Thank you. Like I'm not trying to fucking blow your dick here, but like it generally <laughs> yeah, it's, yeah, it's well, inspiring. Yeah. Like 
I think you're fucking so committed and you've done a very good job for yourself. You should be proud. Thank you, Thank you very much. If I was like that, I'd probably be a bit more built. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, yeah. So how did, so now, I want to ask you questions now. It's yeah. your podcast, of course, but how, how did that all come about? So how, what do you do to like, what, what, I'm going to put my coffee down here. <laughs> what have you done that's been successful in your journey? Like what, do, what do you implement like in, during your training? Like, you, you know, when you're eating, what do you do? Like, what have you noticed has been successful? Oh, it's all, it's 99% mental. It's all mental, dude. Because, like, when you're when you're in the public eye all the time and you're anxious, you're worried. And when you're anxious, Absolutely. you're freaking out all the time Absolutely. and you need to have, like, some mental ability. So, the biggest turning point, I think, was one day after school, uh, I had to walk to the bank. I had to walk to Commonwealth Bank and I didn't make it anywhere near the time. I walked from school and I got to the bank and I remember picking up my bag and my back, it was water. It was just sweat. I was like, oh no. Yeah. And I said, I said, look, I could, I could get a lift home or I could walk in it. Yeah. And I was like, you know what? I'm going to fucking walk in this just so I never be at this fucking point again. Of course, yeah. And that same day, I'd been like, you know, I'd been like drinking or whatever, and I was like, look, I'm just going down a shit road here. And um, and then I got home, and I, I put myself on trial a bit, but that was the turning point where I'm like, I like, like, I enjoy the gym. Why don't I just keep doing that? And then I enjoy this. Why don't I keep doing that? Yeah. And the biggest inspiration was seeing, like, um... Because I remember I got into the gym and I weighed 175 kilos uh, yeah. and I lost five kilos and I said, I lost five kilos. I can do this. Yeah, <laughs> and, after, and after that, I just fucking just went after it and it just became what I loved. You know, just what I do. And like eating, like you said, like, dude, I remember I used to eat like fucking two Domino's pizzas in one sitting. Oh. <laughs> yeah, yeah. Like, you know what I mean? Like, yeah, of course. That shit's wild now. Like, I don't do that anymore, but fuck, man. You know, like it... it but yeah, like it's all it's all your mindset. Like when we were playing rugby union, I was the biggest guy on the field every day we went on, every game we went on. Yeah, you used to scare cunts. Yeah, 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 yeah. But I was more scared of them. Isn't it ironic? We had two people on podcasts. I was the smallest on the field, and you're the biggest. Let's <laughs> fucking see. We, but I was, I was more afraid of every single person that was in front of me than they were afraid of me. And now. I'm lighter and I'm there and I can run through brick walls. I have this yeah, mentality that it's like, I'm going to fuck you up. Like, that's yeah. my job. Exactly. And that's the thing, you know, now you're more fit. Um, yeah, of course you can run longer. You can fucking run harder. You probably can run quicker now. I'd imagine. hundred percent. Yeah. Yeah. You're ready to fucking go have a crack. I mean, shit. I, I wanted you to play with us the last few seasons because we needed some fucking big forwards. Yeah. Fucking. Yeah. Happens. Yeah. But when you left, I think. Like for me personally, when we when you were playing, like I'm, it's not only because of you, but it was just um when we were just all together as a team, like 15, 16s, I fucking really enjoyed it. Yeah. And then I didn't mind playing with the other boys, but it wasn't as good as playing with you. So it's fucking the best cunt. Yeah. It's yeah. fucking bad, right? Yeah, Because yeah. I I think I think I was a much as much as I was afraid, I was still a fucking promoter. I'd get everyone revved the fuck up because I used to I used to yell shit like all the time. Well, that's the thing, yeah, bro. I remember fucking you know. You wouldn't hear it because you were obviously all making runs, but everyone was fucking, go, Jamie, cunt, when you're fucking making a run. And I was like, yeah, bro. <laughs> but, um, nah, man, is, um, so I heard you're playing league now. League's next year. Yeah, Absolutely. baby. Go have a fucking crack at that, mate. Yeah. My yeah. days of footy are done, bro. No. No. Yeah, man. No, no. What happened was, I think, I think you went into rugby union 
you yeah. come out of rugby league, you went into rugby and you came and had some good, good set of two years yeah. and then you were getting complacent and then you got thrown into the deep water with those fuckheads. Like, I look, yeah. look, I don't, I have nothing ill to say about them, but I can tell you the demographic is very different between what we had and well, what they do. Well, that's right, you know, and I think Damo and Grant looked after me heaps, you know, and Troy and that. Yeah. Lots yeah. of that, Mick and Bill, good coach, Bill looked after me a lot as well, but um, I don't know. Like the last the last season I was about to play, you know, um, Bill kept telling me, you know, the one position I want to play was second row, and I had it, but I just, I don't know, I, I couldn't, I just couldn't get myself to yeah. commit, you know. I played, I played one game, I thought no, two games of trials, and it was fucking great fun. But I mean, it's just, it's a fucking hard slog, bro, especially here. It gets cold on the weekend, um, weekdays, and after school, man, and you're training, and it gets fucking cold, and even just playing Canberra, bro, it's fucked. Oh. Fucking hate it. Oh, <laughs> I fucking hate it. Oh, I prefer playing in the heat, bro. I, I honestly prefer. I'd rather play a forty degree day than a fucking minus forty degree day. Yeah. Like I'd rather be out there in the fucking hot yeah, because yeah. then you know you're breathing heavy, but it's not like you're fucking shivering and shit. Yeah, you know what yeah. I mean? Yeah. Well, the thing is, because we had such a good set of forwards in myself, Dylan Biles, and all those bigger do- uh, the bigger boys. Yeah. You were put out to the wing and yeah. stuff, and oh, no, just, that's fine, you know. yeah, but on a cold cheated. day, fuck that. Like, oh, bro. Well, that's the thing, you know. All those other boys were fucking hitting the weights, and I, I don't know why, I just didn't. But now I've hit, I've hit the weights now, and I'm, I've, I've, I know I've put on a little bit more weight since then. But um, yeah, that that was the thing. I just should have hit the fucking gym more, bro. I was, I was, a, I was the smallest bloke out there. To be fair, I could run much faster than I can now. I'm a slow cunt. Bro, I can't run anymore, eh? Oh, really? <laughs> oh, my goodness. Oh, man, I'm slow as fuck these days. Oh, really? I can't, yeah, I don't know why. Oh, okay. Yeah. But, um, no, nah, man, that was good days. Grand final, bro, that was the best thing ever. Hell yeah, baby. Hell yeah. Man, that was fucking madness. That was that was one of the like very big glimpses of like that was one of the like when I when I was really heavy, I had health issues and I had oh. like I had the point where like I could have been in big trouble, and like oh. I I thought so I have to like I had to find moments to live for, and those moments fucking they're the ones that you fucking life. live for, yeah. Like every fucking Tuesday and Thursday when it's like minus six and we're fucking training you know these cunts from sydney they don't understand it bro they don't understand, <laughs> they don't understand it. it they don't no, understand playing in no, snow and no. shit they don't understand it bro no they, they're fucking they might be playing gps and all that but nah try fucking training and what we're training in bro yeah, yeah. no 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 it's cold as a cunt yeah but uh yeah that's what you play for that's like right. moments like that man that was fuck or spend a bit of time on the footy field but that was the best yeah, that was my sure. favorite moment ever bro for sure just how how it went such a tight game oh, bro right. isaac's performance man the three <laughs> fucking tries i was like let's go nah that's good times man that was the best moment about the footy field for sure oh yeah because i think i think now i think now we could go full circle and come again I really think if we all if we all bind it in, we could all full circle come again. Like I really do. Look, I'd love I'd love for that to happen. I'd absolutely love for that to happen. And if everyone did that, I would fucking Oh yeah, it would rev it. Oh rev mate, it I'd fucking I'd get back into it. That's the only thing that could inspire me to play again next oh, season. Secret. But yeah, yeah. it's gonna be fucking difficult, bro, because everyone's doing their own thing now, yeah, you know, work wise and shit, right. but it's a life, eh? That's it. That's it. Because, it, yeah, like, you know, it takes time. Like, I, I took three years of just, like, working on me. And you had to. Yeah, yeah. yeah and you've done well. And you know what? You've probably, you know, you've um longered your lifespan now, you oh, know? Yeah, like, big time. I'm not saying you're going to die early when you were, you were that heavy, but I mean... Uh, it it would have helped. Oh, <laughs> yeah. yeah, exactly. It would have probably... I mean, at the end of the day, now that you're fitter, I can say it, you probably would have 
passed away earlier 100%. with the weight because no, you know um you're from like a car heart attack or something because that's what happens that's right now you're like very you're getting fitter you're very so what's your ideal weight actually my ideal weight well 110 110 i'm aiming for 110 yeah 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 and i weighed myself this morning i'm 124 you're close (laughs) yeah i'm not far out fucking close i mean that's ridiculous bro (laughs) fucking hell that's like Right, that's so inspiring. Fuck. Yeah, I mean, fucking on the 70 kilos for nine months, so I'm trying to fucking get off of it, bro. <laughs> really? It's, it's crazy. We have two people here, and you have one goal that is so different to mine. I'm like, who you're trying to put on weight, and I can't fucking do it to save my life. You, you, man, it's different. You're got to lose. You're trying to lose the weight. It's mm. just crazy. Yeah, yeah. Well, we were talking, I was talking to Charlie Hayes about it, and uh, Charlie said to me, he goes, he says, you're talking to small, and he goes, what's, what's harder, gaining or losing? I said, man, losing. You can lose weight like that. You can do it really seriously. Two minor tweaks or to your diet or for a fact, you just get your heart rate up. For example, when I was 163, I got my heart to 200 beats per minute. Jesus. Yeah. Yeah. And everyone's like, is that even possible? It sure is. And if you, the, the, the highest your heart rate can get to is 300. And the reason we know this is because of the strong man like Eddie Hall and those kind of boys who would be clocking in 270s, 280s. One guy got his heart to 300. And he he died on site and got resuscitated back to life. But like that's the type of intensity. But if you get your heart over 150 beats per minute and you maintain that, you will lose weight 100. percent Yeah, I think. Look, I can't. I, I've been lean all my life. I'm not a senior in law. I've been lean all my life. I've never been in an opportunity where I've had to lose fat. But from my personal experience, and this is what my opinion is based off me trying to put on weight. Um, I think it's a more painful experience losing oh, yeah. it. I think it's more painful, but I think it is harder to actually put it on. Like, I know, like, it's fucking shoving all those calories down your mouth, bro. It's, it's really hard. hard. And um, I can sit there and I can go without dinner easily. You know, I can go fucking watch a movie and I'll be fine. I completely forget about dinner. But then, um, <laughs> yeah, <laughs> but that's the thing. I think also in saying that then there's times where i'm really hungry and mm. i can eat but then there's times where you're going to be really hungry and you can't eat yes. so that makes it a little bit more painful for you because obviously you're going to be in pain because you can't eat yeah. but then in regards to actually putting on weight it's not as painful but it's a difficult process especially when you have very very fast metabolism like myself you mm. know um the only way that I've noticed I can put on weight is when I'm fucking shoving weight gainers down my mouth. Oh. I need weight gainers, bro. That's yeah. the only way I can put on weight because it's just, bro, I was, I was eating four meals a day at one point. I still wasn't putting on weight. And yeah. I always felt sick and shit when yeah. I was doing it. Yeah. Like, it's very difficult to eat a lot of food, you know. Mm. Um, regards to cutting, though, like, I think that's a much more painful experience, obviously. Because, um, you know, you're in pain, as I said, and you're fucking trying... You, and, it's harder in a sense mentally, I think as well. Yeah. Mentally, oh, yeah. it's harder, hundred and ten percent. And physically, it's it's more harder. But like, um, I think it's just they're both difficult in itself, man. Yeah, yeah. But I mean, if there was one that I'd probably have to pick, I can't. Well, I can't compare to losing weight because, as I said, I've never tried to. But I just know from my personal experience that putting on weight's a fucking pain in the ass, bro. Yeah. Well, gaining gaining mass, I've found, is pretty easy. And the reason why is because I'm naturally blessed and fucking gaining mass. But I um, tried to put on, I think it was, I tried to put on five kilos of muscle. And I did fairly quickly. I did yeah. fairly quickly. And I wasn't eating like four meals a day or anything. I just fairly quickly could do that. But I think someone like yourself with the, like the high metabolism and all that stuff, like 
it must be very difficult. And the thing that like the thing that gets me is like those boys who are like bodybuilders. And now I'm gonna I always drop him in every single time. Gus Young, <laughs> a good friend of mine, Gus. Um, who looks fantastic. Yeah, he's fant. Yeah, he's his 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 physique is fantastic. I've been seeing the boy for a long time. Really, I saw him. I saw him at a party recently, and he looks fan fucking. You know Johnny Cage, from um, Mortal yeah. Kombat. Yeah, yeah, dead ringer. Dead ringer, dead ringer, and he um, but he looks fantastic, and he, but he um, he calculates everything he does, and he eat, I think he eats four meals a day. I'm pretty sure I could be wrong. Yeah. Um, but um, he um, did you? So when you're eating four meals a day, did you plan it out? Like, what times were you eating? Um, well, that was during lockdown, so it's much easier, you know, when when you were just doing the school on lock through um, your fucking computer. So I had a lot more time up my hands. I would um, I wake up. So I'd fucking log into the um the homeroom and then um I'd eat a meal then so it'd be porridge and bananas or some shit nice. and then it'd be like period two and then I'd make some eggs or and toast and then like a couple of hours later at the end of the day um I'd have whatever was in the fridge whether it was some chicken or some fucking beef yeah. or whatever was there and then I'd go train and it, and uh, bro I've only started training since lockdown last year but I've noticed. And I'm, I'm a very humble bloke. Okay. I'm very okay. humble. I, 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 I never sit there and shove my gains and shit in other people's faces. I just go, I, I, I like challenging myself. I don't go up against other people. I like going up against myself, you know? Yeah. But um, I've only started training since lockdown last year. And, um, you know, I started off with fucking just 10 kilo dumbbells at home. That was all I had. And, yeah, yeah. you know, yeah. and my arms started getting bigger because that was Good all shit. I was fucking doing. Good and shit. Um, I think... Yeah, and then you go back to school, and it's very difficult to eat the four meals a day because oh, it's man. just you've got that six-hour period where you can't. You're unless you're waking up early in the morning, you're having a meal at seven, then you're having something to eat at nine, but then you're gonna fucking shit your guts at school, which you don't want to do. No. You don't no, want to don't, no, don't, don't don't do touch it. that fucking no, shit, dude. Dude, dude, my brother has a fucking classic tale. We went to Trinity oh, Catholic yeah. College, and he was in year seven, That's and there was right. a guy in year ten. This guy in year ten. They had it. They said, "Dude, we'll give you fifty bucks. We'll give you fifty dollars if you shit directly next to the toilet, next to it, and we get a hockey stick and we fling it across the floor." So they do this and they fling it, and it goes out the door yeah. and hits hits a kid directly on the leg. <laughs> but the thing that gets me about that story every time is that could you imagine the transaction time where that where that is flying through the air and makes contact like that <laughs> to somebody's leg <laughs> would it's just been like ooh and then like oh dude but those dude our school toilets were a night, place of nightmares oh, they still are they right? still are yeah I, I remember the last time secure for him cunt it's literally oh, yeah, you should true. see all the cunts it's the funniest thing I've ever seen in my life you walk in there at the end of lunch or end of recess it's there's like a queue bro there's a fucking queue of kids just waiting in the fight in like the last cubicle have a fucking chuff it's the funniest thing I've ever seen bro the yeah. best thing I've ever seen <laughs> and then um on our final day on the grad day well no, not on the grad day but like um oh no it was my main grad day all the boys in our year we all fucking went in there and Mate, I fucking saw Skeff in there. It was the funniest thing ever, bro. He's the last bloke I thought he'd do it. It was just great. Uh, I'm oh, glad the cunt did it. it was, yeah, yeah, but yeah. that's what they're doing these days, but bro. It's Good tough. shit, boys. Good shit. Yeah, love that. Mate. Shout out to Tommy Skeff. Yeah, <laughs> I love that. Done, eh? yeah. <laughs> love to see it. <laughs> Good rapping, bro. But yeah, no. Fucking hell. Like, yeah. I like... 
I remember once we we myself Charlie Hayes, Joe. Oh, I'm not gonna I'm not gonna throw his name in if he doesn't want. Um, I won't yet anyway. But me uh, me Charlie Hayes, a few other boys, we were in there and we were like you know chuffing away and whatever. And um, the funniest thing I've ever I've ever heard in my life was Jack Temple and I were walking out of the bathroom. We hear oink can't. <laughs> we're like what oink can't? And it was my hand. And we're like what the fuck are you doing? And he goes, "Want to give some fucking bit of a chuff your dog?" <laughs> we're like. Alright, but his voice got us because he was like so high at the time. I think he was in like year seven or year eight. And his voice was high at the time, yeah. and then his voice dropped. And you know, because he's like still a little dude, and he's still got that deep voice. And you're like, yeah, exactly. he's he's the nicest guy in the world. But you're like, yeah, I, love I love him. I love him to pieces. <laughs> yeah, he's fucking mad, cunt. Yeah, yeah, yeah. <laughs> yes, he is. Yeah, I feel bad for him, bro. Uh, well, I, I, this, I, this, that, so pretty much. Um, how do I say this without getting arrested by the police? Yeah, um, true. Uh, I had something that was supposed to be sorted for him and my mate, my other mate kind of fucked him over and I felt like a prick about it. I'll tell you after the podcast, yeah, yeah, yeah. <laughs> only because I tried to get arrested. Yeah. <laughs> but then, um, yeah, I kind of got scammed and fucked over and I felt like a prick about it. So I owe the, I owe the kind of bunch of beers. So yeah, yeah. now he's 18. If he's watching this, I'll fucking look after you, bro. Yeah. But I love the cunt. He's yeah, funny. Yeah, he's a good guy. He's been he's a great guy our whole life. life. Yeah, he's been yeah. great. Like, yeah, there's a lot of guys like that. Like, like there's a lot of country guys. People. Country people. So yeah. Now you bring that up. There's such a difference between Sydney and Goulburn people, oh, bro. Oh, yeah. Big lots. There Big is lots. so much, man. Like, it's just, I think Goulburn, and if you go, say you go north and all the way south as well, like, just in the country regional areas a lot of the boys are the same like the country boys especially like yep. you're gonna see cunts like jack temple and like jack, i love jack temple. everywhere he's in i love temple yeah, but you're gonna him. see boys like temple everywhere you're gonna see him in Wagga, you're gonna see him fucking everywhere bro because they're very similar they got similar yeah. beliefs the same with just same with Giuseppe. Oh, we love yeah, him. We love, love him. Yeah, Joseph, love the wog. Yeah. Jake Waters, all of them, bro. You can see them all everywhere across regional New South Wales. They're similar bloke. They all have the same beliefs, same views, same principles, same morals. Yeah, they're, everywhere. Right. they're everywhere. And then Sydney, it's like, I can make a comparison. I've thought about this. You know, I've, I've always thinking, I've always thinking about yeah. things, especially like when I, I knew I was coming on this podcast, you know, I'm ready to tackle all areas <laughs> of everything. Ready to go. Right. Ready to go. Um, Girls in Sydney, they use Instagram over Snapchat. Yes. Girls here use Snapchat over Instagram. And see, that's like me. That's like everyone in Sydney mostly. Like, I remember when I first moved here, I never fucking snapped people. I didn't even know it was a thing. I didn't even know. I remember like two chicks in my my class started snapping me. I was like, what the And I opened it and didn't have any writing or anything. It was just a photo of their face. And I'm like, what the fuck is this? What am I going to do, bro? Am I send my back? Because all we did was talk on Instagram and shit. Yeah, yeah. That was all we used to do. Now, I pref- if you had to ask me, I prefer the chicks to use Instagram because then you see more mirror photos and yeah, this and that yeah. and the bikinis and yeah. all that, bro. It's, you don't see it on Snapchat. Oh, They're very... Um, Girls in Sydney also like show their physique more and show what they're doing more. While girls here, they're very... Um, I don't want to say conservative, yeah, conservative yeah. but they're yeah. very, like... Yeah, clothes off, have you said? Off. And that's fine, you know? I don't expect them to go out there and fucking do what they're doing in Sydney. But, I mean, they're very conservative here. Like, yes. they don't... And I, I, they might get angry at that. I don't know, because chicks get angry at everything. But I can fucking admit that. They... And that, from what... This is my personal experience yeah, yeah, that I've witnessed. Yeah, no. That, um, they're very... 
yeah, very conservative, very different to how they operate in Sydney. It's like they're trying to be it, but they're not. They're yeah, just yeah, half yeah. halfway there. That's right. Well, you don't have to worry about just getting mad because everyone loves JR. But uh, <laughs> but uh, but the um the thing the thing is with with girls here, um, you get a very, you get like two types. That's right. Okay, and you get these like you get the I call them with the ones who have like the very nice views and the very nice like you see them on Instagram. They live in the, the grey painted houses and all that. You know they have like the blue water and whatever else. And the other ones who are just genuine people. They're just genuine people. You know they're not models. They're not. They're not going to try to be. But you can go on Instagram today and you'll see girls who are trying to be models and have like those cute little captions like "Got caught in the sun" or "Whoops" and you're like. Yeah. Uh, but, yeah, but yeah, you'll be like, okay, Come on, bro. honey, don't fucking fly to yourself here. Come on, come on, bro. Nah, nah, nah. Don't fly to yourself, bro. Yeah, but then you get genuine, you get genuine women and these women are like the backbone of our country. You know what I mean? Like, they're the ones who aren't afraid to like say fuck you at the best of times. Like, they're true and true. Like, they're through, through, through and through women, you know? Yeah, and there's just, as I say, I think there's just different, different views, different morals, just with different principles, different ethics, like for girls here and the ones in Sydney, like, um, Girls in Sydney, man, they're just fucking. I love them, but they're all just hoes, bro. Most of them are just hoes. Like yeah. they, they, all they do is want to party, fucking dress up, take photos and shit. And um, like I don't mind that because I'm used to it. Like mm. I've been looking at this shit since I was fucking, you know, since I got Instagram when I was fucking young. You know, that's all I've been looking at. All these chicks in Sydney are trying to act older than they actually are. Mm. They've been doing this for ages, <laughs> so I'm used to it. You I'm know, there's girls in those sixteen. 15, 16, they're dressing up like they're about to go out to fucking, you know, the pub or go, no, I shouldn't say pub as such, I'd say, I'll say the club. Yeah, yeah These yeah, girls yeah. are dressing up 16, 15, 16, dressing up like they're going to go to the club. Yeah. And they genuinely look like they're 18. Yes. It's crazy. Yes. The girls here, they don't look like they're 18, just 15, 16. Oh, there's like one or two that I can name that are younger, 15, 16, that look like they're 18. Yes. None of them do. No. In Sydney, right, all yeah, of them yeah, look yeah. like they're 18. Yeah. And that's because they're all trying to act older than they are. Well, everyone is like, I'm not going to say they're immature, but they're like, they act their age. Yeah. yeah. To a degree. To a degree. Yeah. Yeah. <laughs> yeah like all the women I, I've come across, especially in Goulburn, I've come across a lot of great, great women. I really have. Yeah, okay. But you can like, even girls know, like, it's like when you, I went to that party all right, and we were in this party and I was talking to some people and like, we can tell in the room who's a good person and who isn't. Yeah. And it's so blatant in your face. You're like, dude, look at you. Like, you're like, you're standing out so fucking much. Like, there's nothing you can, like, say about it. Like, these people stand out. And they do. If, yeah, you, if, yeah. you, if you try and, like, fake who you are or whatever, you stand out. Yeah, Every time. Exactly. You stand out. Yeah, you break the norm. You break your, you know, you break your character. It's mm. fucking so easy to see. Yeah, yeah. I couldn't agree with that more. But, yeah, nah. Um, it's a big difference between the, just people in general. Like, the boys here... The boys are semi different. They're different too, mm. I think, um, to a degree. A lot of the boys here. Um, I'm not. I'm not pointing out names by any means, but I'm just saying a lot of the boys Long here are that. in are in the box. You know, yeah, I feel yes, like they've only yes. had experiences in the in the box. Now, this isn't for every single boy in Golden. There's obviously there are going to be different boys that have had different experiences outliers. in different places. Yeah, yeah. yeah. correct outliers. Mm. But I think as a whole, I think there's a lot of boys and girls for that matter that are just in caught in, in the box. In this, click. this is yeah, all yeah, they know. Yeah, this is know. all they've known, all they've seen. Yeah. And that's why I think I'm very interesting to come on your podcast because I've huh. had a lot of experiences in other places, bro. So yeah. 
while a lot of people here, they are they stand there under the box, in the box only. They've only yes. been inside it. They haven't left the box. It's like, you know, that Sim- <laughs> the Simpsons movie when they're caught in the fucking dome. Yeah, yes, yeah, that's yeah, what's yeah, like. Yeah, that's what it's like. They're all in the dome. Oh, and you bring it, and the thing is, this is so interesting that you bring this up because my brother and myself, my dad, we've all come across this in our life so much. Because we bring it, we bring that like that fresh perspective that you do outside the dome. We're like, hey, you know, outside this dome, there's like something much more better. Like better? Yeah. There's better. nothing better outside here. Nothing. Everything's perfect in here. Yeah, yeah. Stuck here. Yeah, yeah. They love they, it. It's called Glue Town for a reason, and yeah. I fucking hate that shit. I hate it. I can't stand it. Like, like for example, what I'm trying to say is, I. I love Noosa Heads, Queensland. Oh, yeah, it's beautiful. It That's beautiful. beautiful. Okay. I love it. Yeah, like, it is beautiful. It is a beautiful place. And I have good friends in Noosa. Shout out to my man, British Mafia. Fucking Bodie. Love you, bro. Um, uh, I have a lot of friends, a lot of good people up there. But um, this this box that these people live in here, it's like you don't choose to you get trapped here. You get like sort of like it's like it's you're a, it's like a, this place is a hunter and you're just like you know you, you're either you're either you're either a predator or you're a prey and you just get got by it you know. Well, there yeah. and I think to a degree, you got two different people as well. You got people that want to leave and you got people that just want to stay and uh, there's no in between. There's no people that are thinking about leaving. There's other people that just genuinely want to get out of here and there's people that just want want to stay. Yes, you know what I mean. Um. I think that's that's pretty big. Like you, you'll see that, and you'll notice that. Um, mm. There's a lot of people that it's as you said. It's it's just somewhere where you, where you stuck. It's not like you can um, move around or anything. It's if you're in Goulburn, then you're in Goulburn, you're in bro. Goulburn, yeah. Like if you're in Sydney, for example, or you can you, you don't, I don't have to sit here and use Sydney as an example mm. for everything, but you could even say Melbourne or Gold Coast. There are heaps of little towns and cities yeah. nearby, but this yeah. is Goulburn, bro. This it's is Goulburn, like, it's... Yeah, and there's so much more to see. Um, In the world. Yeah, sure. there's so many more things you can do. Like, um, I'm not shitting, sitting here shitting on everyone that's had the childhood experience in Goulburn, but I know for a fact, personally, growing up as a child in Sydney, that there is a whole lot more things to do oh, in the yeah. city. Oh, yeah. Mate, I, when I was in year seven, year eight, I used to go to the beach every day with all the people from school, and it was mad. Beautiful. I used to go do all these sorts of shit, like everything, you know, um... There's a whole lot more things to do in the city, and I feel sad for, not sad, but I feel empathetic to a degree that people here don't get to have this same experience that I did in the city, and that's why I'm very blessed, and I'm very thankful that I got to grow up in Sydney, you know? Yeah, that's why, that's why they, that's why the Golden has a massive underbelly. That's why it has this terrible thing, because like when we're like I talked to one of my buddies, uh, Trent Jeffrey. Uh, I, I think you know Trent. Yeah. Yeah, yeah, good guy. Uh, we talked about the the fact that Goulburn, in certain areas, you know, the rough areas, rough, rough areas, like they're rough areas, like, and like you did, like for example, Bogonia Flats got busted with the meth. Like, there's places out there that, in Goulburn that are like rough and tumble because people get trapped here and like, what do I do? I don't yeah, want to exactly. do, you know. And then they start they start doing these the, the drugs and all whatever else. And you get caught up in it. You oh, really yeah, you can't, do. Can't help it as well. I think then you're just a product of your surroundings. You know what I mean. Mm. But I will say, I've been to a few country places or just a few places in general. This isn't the worst, bro. No. Like this, there is. No. Everyone thinks, and I hope a lot of people listen to this point, especially if you're in Goulburn, because everyone thinks this place is full of crackheads and junkies. No. no. No, there is not. There's there is a lot, lot of worse. great yeah. people. If you ever been to Lithgow, you'll see something different, man. Lithgow is completely different fucking breeds of humans. There's a guy, because I was working up there for a bit, doing a bit of um, labor work up in Lithgow. There's a bloke who I'd see every morning. 
He'd pretend he was holding a torch. He's called Ronnie. And he was fucking running down the same road every day. He's called Ronnie. And he'd pretend to hold his torch like Olympic torch and just mm. run down the road really fast. He's running as fast as my car. Then you have this bloke that looked like Jesus, but like blonde hair. And it was like put to the side. And um, he'd push his trolley with a bunch of blankets. Shit. Oh, bro, I've seen some crazy shit in Lithgow. It's, this place is beautiful compared to Lithgow. Yeah, that's right. This place is beautiful compared to... Bankstown. Bankstown. This yeah, place Redfern. is beautiful compared to Penrith and Redfern. Mount Druitt and Redfern. Yeah, yes. Redfern. Heroin City. Yeah, heroin yeah. City. Dude, I remember the first time I ever saw a junkie ever. I was we were going through Redfern. And I remember... Yeah. yeah, yeah. And this guy was lying in the street. And he was saying he was praising whoever he was praising with a, this needle just hanging out blatantly in his arm he's just praising he's looking at him he's just praising and praising and praising and like he was like so grateful that he was in that gutter i was like the fuck <laughs> like, you know what i mean and that's probably just another product of their surroundings like i think where you grow up is huge to who you become I, i'm not but i will say it is possible to break it but you have to do the right things in order to break it like me i've never had to break it because I'm not gonna sit here and lie. I've grown up in fucking very. I grew up in one of the most expensive areas in Sydney my whole life, yeah. and that's just how it was. That's how <laughs> you can only play with the cars you dealt. Yeah, that's right. I got that's fucking right. what? I probably got hit with uh, a twenty in blackjack. Nice. Let's uh, let's nice. use blackjack yeah, as an example because okay, okay. I like I like gambling. I like using cards I know, games. I know you like gambling. I know yeah. that. <laughs> <laughs> so yeah, let, I think my whole life I've been hit with a twenty and a twenty-one blackjack. Wow. You know, that's uh, that's how I, that those were the cards that I was dealt with when I was younger, yep. and that's just how it was. My um, my dad and my mum they've have had money. Yep. They're like not a whole lot of money, but they've had money. Yep. And then we've had a, lived a financially stable life, and then obviously my stepfather's come into my life, and he has a lot of money. Yep. And I'm not gonna sit here and lie; he does. The yep. restaurant don't, it does quite well. Yeah. And um, I've just had pretty good cards I've been dealt with. Like I've lived in fucking great life, and I've seen a lot of things, but. I think for other people, for example, um, I could use anybody, but they don't have, they might be get hit with a fucking 14 or 15. It's like, what are you going to do with these cards? Mm. How, you got to fucking make sure you make the right move here because yeah, otherwise so. you're going to go over oh, yeah. or otherwise you're going to go under. That so you got to make right. sure you hit the right fucking thing. You got to make sure you do the right move in That's order right. to um, get out of the shitty situation. You're 14, you're 15 card in blackjack. Yeah, well, Dan Bozarian said gambling is like life in a yes. way. Yeah, and like the thing is, if, if you've, if you like, I like. Look, to be honest, I am not a gambler. Like in That's the, fine, in, yeah. the, in the in That's the cool. in the it, it is good. Yeah, yeah, yeah. I'm not a gambler. I'm really not. But I can. I understand patterns. I understand how those things work. Absolutely. And those things, the thing that makes gambling appealing, is that you could win it all, or like you know, it's it's it's, it's right in front of you, and it's like they're dangling like the meat before a crocodile. They're like, come on. Come on, get it. Like, you can get it. And, like, it's, like, just... And the thing is, like, I think if you... A lot of gamblers, high-class gamblers, replace gambling for, like highly like um thrill-seeking activities because what what gambling is that rush like all right i put 15 i put like a 500 on this fight and oh he's won it and that feeling of excitement so you could probably substitute that for something equally as thrill-seeking like but i don't know if that's your personality or not yeah well look i think gambling is a very interesting prospect to make money i mean Mm. shit i'm gonna sit here and act like i I, i've had wins and i've had losses everyone comes up to me like oh how much you lose that's none of their fucking business. I could That's be up right. I could be up five hundred, I could be down five hundred, I could be up a thousand, I could be down a thousand. Yeah. I know what it is, and I can tell you it's not fucking down by much. Yeah, yeah. So it's fine. I can if you're in a financial situation, do it. 
I think it's fine. But I think it's, as you said, it's such an interesting prospect to make money. And as you said, it's just like dangling by a fucking string, you know, this idea of winning it all. And I think, yeah, as I said, it's so interesting. Like the fact that a fucking animal could dictate whether you win. And racing in particular is much more interesting um, prospect than sports, I reckon, because there's people that are gambling on how an animal feels and what this animal is going to do. Like... I don't know. I'm not gonna lie. Me, and Bredo, we fucking we're pretty. We do the greys often. We do the greys pretty often. Uh, we we had we had a good September. We had a pretty rough October. But anyways, yeah, oh, no. yeah, <laughs> oh, no. we had a rough October. But I think now you look at it in hindsight, it's like you're literally gambling on how a greyhound feels and its ability to run faster than other greyhounds and horses as well. You know. Um, October, it's been very interesting. It's been spring season, obviously, spring carnival for horses. And a lot of the big horses haven't won, you know, like Nature Strip, Animo, um, all these big horses that are, you know, we condemn them as the fucking superstars of horse racing. They haven't won. They haven't got up. They've been very quiet this spring carnival. And it just goes back to my point again that you're betting on how an animal feels. You don't know how that animal feels. It could feel fucking shit. It could be shit. You know, I might have diarrhea or something, you know. Might have had bad sleep. Sports is different because if a player doesn't feel good, they might sit on the bench. You know what yeah, I mean? Like, yeah. I'm just going to use Man City. But you can it. see that in SPN, ESPN where they come out and they go like, oh, this player is feeling this. And they can't. And so you have a bit of insight. Yeah. No one's telling you how the fucking horse feels. Exactly. Who's, si- who's sitting yeah. there going like, oh, you know, the horse feels like this. But, but yeah, no, with sport, I think like I wanted to do a pick em thing. Because I can. I did yeah. a, I did it one of those like free to play pick 'em things. I was hitting them on the dime. On the dime. I knew I knew it was up and I was on the level. But the thing is, sport's different. Because you if I was gonna if I was ever gonna bet, I'd bet on sport. Yeah, because I have the smart, yeah, yeah. Because you can make calculated bets on there. Like um now uh, before I'm gonna talk to you about my Melbourne Cup experience. Um I done the ad- analytically the best bet possible. Wow. And it didn't win. But that was the best analytically bet you could do. Like, it was a 7.8% edge, which means that all the um, bookies didn't believe that it was the right price. This thing is one of the most consistent horses. It it was an import from England. It was um, one of the most consistent horses, and it was one of the most consistent runners at the distance, which is huge because it's 3,200 meters. You want a horse that's proven at the distance. This thing was proven at the distance, and it was proven to win at the distance, and it was proven on the soft ground, which was I think it was I think it was soft. Um, don't quote me on that, but I'm pretty sure it was a soft ground at Flemington because it was wet. This thing was fucking proven there. And in UK, obviously, it's quite wet. It's a wet country, so this mm. thing knows how to run in the wet. This thing was the best possible bet you could probably do, uh, like analytically speaking, by chance. This thing was the best, but you can't bet on by chance because this thing come fucking seventh. Yeah, it was called without a fight, and I can tell you, it went out without, without a, a fucking fight. 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 It went yeah, out without a fucking fight. No. Like, um, it it's just all by chance because you don't know. I think a launch, like the launch of when the horse jumps, dictates whether a horse is going to win or not. Yeah. Same with the greyhound. Yeah. Like, um, who's out of the gate? Who yeah, it's and when it's all about who gets out of the gate consistently. I've noticed. Yep. Like, if you have a one, say, let's, I'm going to use a greyhound reference okay. here. So obviously, with greyhounds, you have one, two, three, four, five, six, seven, eight. There's eight dogs. You you, you you I always go for the one or the eight because they get a clear jump. Okay. When you get the two, three, four, five, six, seven, it's a bit iffy because they're caught in that little fucking they get caught in the mash. One or eight, if they get a good clean jump, they're winning. 
jumped. Yeah, yeah. Okay. If they get, if they're a consistent performer, and they're decent, not they don't have to be the best dog. If they're a decent dog and they get a good jump from the white, they're gonna go on and win it because yeah, yeah. the rest of them are gonna get caught up in the shit fight. Yeah. Unless there's a very good dog and the five or the six that just fucking jumps straight away, very ah, good okay. and just goes. You know, um, horses are the same. Um, I think my um, I know the only downfall of my one it was jumped from the uh, shit a shit um alley well, not alley as such but like a shit um tell me out here like it, yeah yeah from like um it was in a shit area from where it jumped yeah like you ha- obviously all of them line up mine was like what, what, but he, the interesting thing about my one is where it was jumping from it was the same one as the Melbourne Cup winner oh, very elegant yeah. it jumped from the exact same I think it was number eighteen. And very elegant one from there. So there was everything suggesting this thing was going to win, and um, it just didn't. Because yeah. if you go by chance and you go off by the best analytic bet, it still doesn't. You have a twenty-five percent chance of your best analytic bet winning. Wow. That's how. That's what I honestly reckon. But with sports, as you were saying, it's different. Like you it's can like do 80%. the most. Yeah. yeah, your most analytically smart bet. Say it's Melbourne Storm to win against the West Tigers. Yeah, yeah. Yeah, yeah. And the Tigers, let's say, have a very weak left edge and a really shitty winger. You're obviously going to bet on Adokar to fucking score that's two right. Yeah, that's, right. that's a very smart analytic bet and then it's probably going to kick over. Horses, you can't do that as such because you don't know how that thing's feeling on the day. You don't know what the other horses have been training like. Um, you can go off of what the trainers are and who they are. Like, I know that... Um, Whenever James McDonald... Oh, no, not James McDonald. That's a jockey. But speaking of, whenever James McDonald rides a horse, I typically bet on it. Okay. But James Cummings, whenever he trains a horse, I know, okay, this is probably a well-trained horse. But then that doesn't mean it's going to go out there and win. It's only fucking... But, you know, yeah. it can win, depending yeah. on how it feels on the day. That is what horse... Um, fucking not just horse, just racing is in general. How it feels on the day. Yeah. Yeah. One thing could feel great. Hmm. One thing could feel fucking awesome. But that doesn't... But, yeah... Yeah, and then your favourite might feel like shit, and then won't go on and win it. Yeah. So, do you believe this is so back back in the? I'm gonna take you on a bit of a history lesson here. Sure. Al Capone, Al Capone, Scarface, the the Chicago outfit, the biggest gangster we've ever seen on the planet. Yeah. He was in touch and had influence and everything, and they reckon. They think you know he had a he had a Capone's law that is in uh, horse betting. Capone's law. I didn't know that, no. Yeah, well, Capone's law only applies in America, obviously, yeah. where if you bet, um, you, if you bet over, uh, I think it's if you bet over $100,000 on a horse that is an underdog and wins, the payout is a million dollars and cannot be any less under Capone's law. Because what he did once, he went into a horse racing event and he put a hundred grand on, like, I think it was, um, it had like a, it was like Shadow Whisper or some weird name. It was yeah. a really weird name. It was a black horse and it won. Yeah. And then he said, because he was extorting the business, obviously, he goes like, if you give me a million dollars and he gave, gave him a million dollars, he went to um, Chicago, he went to Illinois State Jury and passed Capone's Law, which is if you bet 100 Gs, you, yeah. the payout is a million dollars. Yeah, right. I oh, see. I haven't heard of that. <laughs> I know that... Um, Obviously, well, that'd be like a ten dollar bet in Australia. Yeah. So, if you put a hundred thousand dollars on a bet and you want a million, then you'd put it on a ten dollar horse, which is not terrible odds for a horse. Like ten dollar horse could very much go on and win it. Um, I think anything over twelve bucks is a bit, bit 
far-fetched, um, typically when I'm on the horses. Um, greyhounds especially. Yeah. Greyhounds especially because greyhounds, sometimes it's um, showcasing another dog's ability and mm. what a do- this dog could potentially do. So they get shit dogs in there. And I'm very certain most of the time these dogs won't go on and win it. Horses, sometimes dogs very very rarely are you going to see a shit one get up because it's just straight up its ability it doesn't have the ability while a horse horses are very similar matching abilities but some are obviously better than others but they're all kind of they, they'll be outliers of course but they're mm. all very similar in regards to their ability and they'll be the outliers as i said but one horse might not have the best ability but if it fucking kicks one day it'll kick mm. greyhounds no greyhounds it won't yeah animal betting is weird to me it's fucked it is fucked it is really fucked up because it's really weird but like everyone I think gambles at some point in their life they really do and you have to think like back I reckon like back in the day when they were like hunting like bison and shit yeah that was real gambling with your life like that that was real yeah yeah that's when they got the thrill going on but you know they used to have a there used to be a thing called Olympic uh, not Olympic uh, horse diving in the the 1820s I didn't know that. <laughs> so they used to get these horses and take them up like 15 feet and make them jump. And people would say, yes, horse diving. This is a real thing. Jude's kind of blown away. So naturally, I've got to, I've got to just show him what I'm talking yeah, about. Horse diving is a real thing. I had to show my girlfriend this too. She was like, what the fuck are you talking She loves horses, okay? I said, honey, this is what they used to do to horses. And she goes, no, it's no like way. Horse diving. So wait, horse diving. Jumps from 15 feet. You have a jockey on that motherfucker too. Here we go. Diving horse. A di- <laughs> diving horse is an attraction that was popular in the mid-19... Oh, sorry, in the mid-1880s, sorry. Which is a horse would dive into a pool of water sometimes high as 60 feet. Look at this shit, dude. So they used to have a horse. That's the dumbest thing I've ever seen in my life. But they didn't, they never got it. like, okay, so did this. What's the point of that? Watching a horse jump. It's the gamble. The will he survive? Oh, will he survive? Yeah, 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 yeah. So they used to gamble on that. And in the 1880s, in the 1880s, like a good solid bet was like $100. If someone had $100, they're like a millionaire. Because they were like, yeah. whoa. Whoa, it's different, yeah. Yeah, so this one time, this one story that's an outlier. It was 1882, and this guy from uh, Argentina gets on this horse, and they put $500 on that this guy was going to die. There was no symbol. It was, I think it was from 65 feet, and this guy was going to die. Anyway, on the way down, he was—he just flipped them off, and he, and he lived. He lived. Uh, he broke his arm, but he lived. Um, but you know, I think that I think no one ever got no horses ever got injured. But I think there was one time when they stopped it. I think it was. I think it was. Oh, well, yeah, they did stop it. I think it was nineteen. I think it was the eighteen nineties. It was eighteen ninety when they yeah. stopped it. It was after a terrible accident where. Well, not an accident. They kind of fucking knew what they were doing. They were going, it was 75 feet, the highest I've ever done it. Fuck. I know. It's a huge way to go. So this guy's on the horse. He falls off the horse. And if you hit water at that speed, oh, you can break your legs. Yeah, yeah you break, he broke his legs. And the horse, the horse broke its leg and drowned. But they chalked it up as not a casualty because... Uh, it was, it had like, it had like some disease, so it was already dying, so I thought it was fair game, I was like, Jesus, <laughs> that's ruthless. Well, that's, yeah, now that brings up another thing, I think racing can be corrupt as well, like, I oh, know yeah. they were going to cancel Greyhound Racing in New South Wales because there was a lot of, um, you know, corrupt tactics happening, like, what yeah. they'd do with the Greyhounds is they'd fill up their bellies, 
so they would have more weight. Then I'd pump out the water, and obviously the odds are going to be higher because it's a fucking Shit. the dog's got a lot more yeah, weight yeah, in it because yeah, yeah. it, it's a heavier dog. So obviously the odds are going to fucking skyrocket. And then they're going to pump the water out the dog, oh. and then obviously as a you know Jesus. has a chance of winning yeah. at fucking one hundred and ten bucks or hundred dollars. That's you know? terrible. Do you know they used to do the fucking racehorses? Yeah, oh, yeah, but they used to get unta- untapped, uh, uh, untapped syrup that you get in Slurpees, like yeah. the yeah that sugar syrup, and let them drink it, and they used to send them fucking wild. Really? That's yeah, that's what they used to do. That and they used to be terrible for your heart. And it oh, fucking yeah. kills them. They win one or two races, they're dead. But it, but what they used to do is like the, just with the same with the dogs. They used to go like, all right, this horse has no chance of winning. Yada yada, yada jack it up full of syrup and send him on his way. Send the cock off. Yeah, exactly, <laughs> it's fucked. I think animals were just um, just even in general, you know. Um, I think we take animals for granted we fucking use the cunts in bad ways like even during the war like oh, in world yeah. war one world war two and shit we were using the horses horses just got fucking shot and shit bro or you can go even back further like to the ottoman empire and all those fucking times you know back in the day like uh genghis khan, khan exactly yeah, that was yeah. who i was thinking of all those people used horses and they all copped the fuck shit and the stick they're all getting shot and for what? Oh, you know, you know Genghis Khan. This is interesting. Genghis oh, Khan. He's an, an interesting bloke. He he has so many facts that are fucking crazy. But oh. one of them, his roads, every single road he rode down, he made himself. And they go, why is he making all these roads? And he goes, I'm not making roads. This is my gravesides. He'd kill people and lay them out. Like just have all the dead people in a row. I didn't know this. No, I didn't know this. Yeah, yeah, yeah. He used to have all these dead people, and like every person he killed was added to like a road that he wanted to make, and he used to put like dirt and shit over it and ride over it, and he'd be like, he goes, even in the afterlife, I'm still gonna trample on these people because I fucking disrespect them. Like he didn't care, and like he made up like 16% of the Mongolian population or something. That's like, right. Yeah, I think yeah. One out of seven. Oh, don't quote me on this, but I'm pretty sure like one out of seven, one out of eight are related to, to Genghis Khan. Genghis Khan. Yeah, and fuck, sorry, jukes. crazy story. He used to burn down the villages. If you, if you hot looking lady, you were kept alive. Everyone else died. He used to burn it down, and then they used to go salt it. And they go what? And put yeah. salt on it. And they go why do you put salt on it? Because if you salt it, nothing will grow. In Mongolia, there is patches and patches and patches of just nothingness. Yeah, we'll like just greenery. It's just nothingness now. That's where you conquered. Like there was just no, there's just massive patches where you're like, where like, um, I remember this one guy was a tourist in Mongolia and he went over and he stepped on a sacred land. Yeah. He was killed on sight. They didn't give a fuck. And they, and he, cause he, cause he just walked under this. He goes, oh, that was, was a place for a picnic. Oh. Dooms. This day it was like, poof. Like, you know what I mean? Yeah, like, it's fucking, yeah, it's a crazy time that is, you know, and then we all sit here and complain about our day. Oh my God. Fucking yeah. hell. You know, Joe Rogan once said this. I think it was said by someone earlier than him, but he said that soft people create no hard. Yeah, hard, hard times. Yeah, hard times create hard, hard people. people. Hard people create yeah, soft, soft times. times. Soft times create soft, soft people. people. Soft yeah. people create hard times. Yeah. Now it's quite obvious what we're in at the moment. I think it's soft, soft people time. creating hard times. You yeah. know, we're about to create some hard times. Like, oh yeah. Imagine right. half these cunts out here, bro. Imagine sending them to a war at the moment. Oh my. They're God. all fucking. Trying to figure out what their gender is and what yeah yeah they're trying yes. to figure this out what their gender is they're trying to figure out you know or fucking fight for all this bullshit like protesting for well you know gay rights transgender rights and yep. all this shit like um imagine we had to send these people to war so, on our side what's gonna happen 
They're not hard people. You know what? People can go do what they want. They can protest what they want. That's part of the um, the Constitution. You know, it's fucking freedom of speech. You know, they can go yeah. do what they want. <laughs> yeah. I don't, that's not my business. I'm trend- they want to go protest for the gay rights. I mean, they're in a, we're in a time where they should be happy that we're at this point. But like, think about it. Back in the day, gays used to get pushed off the cliff in Bondi, like 1980s. They used yeah, to shove yeah. gays no, off dude. the cliff. They'd be getting killed, bro. Yeah, yeah. And now, they're, they're, we're moving into a time where it's more accepting, like, and people are getting cancelled and shit for saying, like, the simplest of things um, about it. Hmm. Like, these people should be grateful that we're here, yeah, you know. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Like, when they do Mardi Gras and stuff, yeah, when they get to this point, like, people, like, I couldn't believe this. They went after an actor... One of those famous, like, I think it was, like, Frank Sinatra Jr. or somebody. Someone who grew up in the fucking time when you can hit women and all that stuff. Like, in a bad, in a bad time. And they were going, like, he's insanely um, homophobic. He's like, what do you expect? These guys grew up in a society that said... Different time. Yeah, different time. And the thing is, is, like, with... I think it's great, by the way. I think it's great that they do Mardi Gras. I think it's great that they yeah, let everybody know. Awesome I think too. it's great. I really do. And what it does is it connects um, straight people and gay people. It gets them together. Yeah, it makes a community. Yeah. yeah. I, I think it's great. And yeah. I have nothing against gay people. Nothing. I only have... The only thing I have against them is the way they are fighting for their rights. I don't think... Okay, so what you're trying to say, oh, like the people, the the people in the gay community who are like the extremists. Yeah, yeah. yeah. Like well, every like community has one. Like, yeah, come extremists. on, man, you're doing it the wrong way. Like, there's there's certain ways to do things. That how they do it is not the right way. And as Dave Chappelle said, you know, they need a male leader. I think that's that. Well, that's what, that's what he records. And well, I think to a degree that's right. To a to a degree, I think that's wrong. I think you can challenge both sides of that. Um. I can see how that would work because as, as males, you know, they don't command more respect, but they do. If that makes sense. Yeah, well, that's right. Like, that's why Hillary Clinton struggled in the polit- political race. If Because if you go back and listen to what she says, it's not too bad. It's not a bad outcome. It's the fact that I think it's like if you got a fat dude and you put him on a stand and he had a microphone and he said like, hey, listen up, you'd be like, oh, okay, I'm yeah, listening. I'm listening. Attention. I'm paying attention. If you had like, but it's the same, on the same coin, if you had Marilyn Monroe on a stage and she was talking to you, yeah. you're paying a fucking attention. You know what I mean? You know what that's actually called, it's called the halo effect. So obviously the halo effect means that you, um, you pay attention or you listen to someone that has a high degree of power or high degree of, um, you know, stardom. Yeah. So it's like if, let's say, um... Brad Pitt told everyone... No, that's actually not a bad example. I'm going to use a real-life example. Leonardo DiCaprio told everyone that climate change is real. Yes. Everyone is going to... Well, not everyone, but a whole lot of people is going to sit there and say, Oh, my God, Leonardo DiCaprio said climate change is real. It must be real. That's called the halo effect. And that's basically because someone with power or someone with stardom that is looked up to or is um, influential has said something and everyone sits there and believes what they say. So that's that's, um, another thing we're moving into, you know... um, like, I, I fucking love Leonardo DiCaprio. I think he's the man's a machine. Some mm. of his movies he's made have been incredible. Um, mm. Like, Wolf of Wall yeah, Street was great. But, man, he's not a, he's not a scientific... No, you can't, scientist, you, can't, man, you, you know? can't change those two. People keep saying Dwayne Johnson's run for president. Okay? No. Guess what? Dwayne Johnson isn't a fucking politician. He's not a politician. He's not. No. He's an incredible actor, celebrity, yeah, and he's a, he's a businessman. He's a businessman. He's a businessman. Donald Trump is a businessman. He's a good the re- the re- Yeah, well, okay. That here's the thing. Yeah, here's the thing. 
here's the thing. A lot of people get misconstrued about Donald Trump. Because everyone... The media. Yeah, yeah, because yeah, they try and do a hatchet job. They're like, he's this, he's that, he's that. Fun fact, the quotes that you hear from Donald Trump, like the ones where what he said about the Islamic people and the Mexicans, none of that actually happened. If you go look at... Like, I actually... Right, I did a bit of research. Like... I'm not a MAGA guy. I'm not a, one of his followers. Yeah. But I can definitely say that some of the things that he's been accused of have not been real. Yeah. The Mexican wall thing. That's what they do. Yeah, yeah. The Me- the Mexican wall thing. Everyone knows, like, Donald Trump says he's going to keep the Mexicans out. That is so not true. What happened was there was a hole in the uh, Austin border. Uh, Austin border into... Um, into Mexico. There was a hole in the border in Mexico. And he goes, I want to just patch that up and say no one builds a wall like Trump. It was a promotion for his fucking business. Yeah. And then the Western media comes in, they go, he wants to keep the Mexicans out. And like, yeah. they just blew it out of proportion. And then, and then after that, after that, they went on to say the, the whole um, Islamic thing where he's going to number everyone that comes in that once again, he did not say that at all. He said, why don't we get uh, identi- uh, identify numbers for everyone who comes in and out of the country so we can use it for the census, yeah. for the um, for the amount of money outflow or something. Um, once again, I'm not, I'm not pro-Trump, but yeah. I'm definitely saying that he has been, there's a few things that aren't full, you know, like, you know, aren't cooked meat, you know what I mean? Like About Donald Trump is, he, he is... He commands power. Like, he's uh, someone that's just... He's just a source of power. Like, I'm going to tell you something, yeah. and this is very true. Okay. Putin doesn't attack Ukraine if Trump's in power. That's right. Yes! No, that's true, because he... Do you remember when... Um, okay, so ISIS was going on a rampage, killing a lot of American soldiers. Donald Trump got a drone, found the leader's house, and sent a photo of his house yep. to him, and said, if we lose a single soldier in the next six months, yep. we are going to move you from this planet. For three years, for three years straight, Donald Trump didn't lose a soldier. Didn't lose a soldier. And he didn't, you know, uh, this is also an alarming fact that a lot of people would not think, but Donald, there was not a single war that Donald Trump was engaged in. That's right. During that time. That's right. He made not friends a single with Kim Jong-un. War. Yeah. yeah, he made friends with Kim Jong-un, he made friends with Vladimir Putin, he made friends... He made friends with every single nuclear scientist on the planet. And the thing is, the thing is that people don't really understand. They get they wrapped don't up. understand his way of power. He doesn't yeah. understand that he has to demonstrate himself and present himself as someone that, you know, is powerful and strong and, you know, someone that's willing to, you know, press a button because it, when you have someone that's willing to press a button or at least portray themselves as someone that's willing to press a button then it commands power, commands fear amongst other people. So Putin knows damn well, fucking, he decides to fuck up. Trump's going to come for him. That's right. He knows that yeah. he's going to hold him in like this bag. But with Biden, Biden's oh, useless, yeah. man. Biden he's is a fucking terrible. idiot. And guess what? We got we got one of ourselves in Albanese. Yes, he's a spastic too. But, <laughs> Dude, um, have you seen them do their press releases? Have you yeah. seen them when they just go on what? their press releases and they come out and they're like, oh, they're so like fun. in the middle, yeah, they're in the middle of saying something and they forget it and they go, oh, forget it. And you're Biden like, Biden just gets memed on. Like, have you seen, yeah. like, the amount of, uh, it is ridiculous how a president could have so many videos of him fucking up during talk, like when he's, during speeches and shit. And the amount, oh, and also, how the, is there so many? Yeah, and, how? Also, and also the racism too. Okay, everyone comes out, Trump's a racist, Trump's a sexist. There was two clips, two clips of Donald Trump, two clips, two that you know. There's two that are very big. Joe Biden has at least five or six. Yeah. Five or fucking six. Five or six. And just the fact that there's so many videos of him, like, slurring and, like, just fucking up his words and sentences. This man is supposed to run a, one of the, the biggest country in the world. He's one yeah. of the biggest power sources yeah. in the world. Like, this man is not... He's fucking useless. Yeah. 
Oh, I think that's a huge reason why Putin went in there and actually attacked um, Ukraine. Mm. Well, because he knew yeah. he could. That he knew he could. He knew he could. And another, there's a whole lot of reasons Russia wants Ukraine, and it's not because oh. they want to start up the USSR again. That no, is no, not. No, no, that no, is no. not true. They want that. They want that land. That they land. That uh, yeah, land and they want that it oil. Is a very great source of. Yeah, land. It's, it's one of the best agricultural lands there, full of rich soil, um, full of uranium. It's got all the good shit. It does. And um, they also want it because um, Zelensky, who I don't think is a bad president, I don't, but I think he was an actor as well. I don't think it was the best move to put him in. I don't mind the bloke, but I don't think it was the best move to put him in because you know he was an actor and all, and he's not a politician as such. Well, yeah, they get dogged. They get dogged. These politicians. The yeah. only reason why I pulled it back was because these uh, these actors who come in. Donald Trump was another one who said he would have ran as an independent party. Yeah. If he could have, if it worked, but it doesn't work. So doesn't you have to work. choose a side. So he went Republican because that's what he grew up around. Republicans, naturally speaking, are rednecks, not very nice people. Yeah, They're not. But Donald Trump said, I had to be president. So he had to use the Republican way in through the door. So um, this president in the Ukraine, I'm sure, had to choose one of the two big parties and had to portray himself as whatever he chose. Yeah. Well, he's Western media, or not, I shouldn't say Western media based, but he's Western society based. Yeah. And um, apparently, that um, what's been happening is after, I think it was after the Cold War or after World War Two, one of the wars. Mm-hmm. Um, the um, NATO agreed not to um, go any more um, east, right? Okay, yeah. And um, ever since they've been going east, they got um, Bulgaria, Poland, Hungary, um, all these other countries, right? Czech Republic. Czech Republic, all yeah. these countries. They've been moving eastwards. Um, all these countries from that Balkan area. And um, what's happened now is... Um, they're right on Russia's doorstep because they've got so many countries yeah. and they were not allowed to. And apparently Russia legally um, tried to stop this, hmm. but um, America just fucking vetoed it because, you know, they're powerful like yeah, that. They can yeah. veto vetoed the law. And they've just kept going eastwards. And then um, the last fucking step or the last stand, you could say, was Ukraine. And since Zelensky is Western-based... He was thinking of joining NATO, uh, yep. and then Russia said no. Time we intervene. Yep. Now I'm not saying I, um, you know, I, I approve of Russia's actions. I don't, but I can understand why they're attacking if that NATO thing is true, because yep. NATO is on their back door and it breaks their way of life. Yeah. Just like we wouldn't be happy if Russia kept moving westwards, no, fuck and they kept yeah. taking, and they were promoting their way of life. Let them live their way of life. Let us live our way of life. That's how it should work. Yeah. They do that communist thing. We do our Western thing. Yeah. Well, yeah, that's right. Like, John, uh, JFK had a big thing about that. He got busted with, like, I think it was, like, six prostitutes in one night in the Oval Office. Yeah. Like, he was a party animal. If you don't know this, J- JFK was actually a huge Stop party animal. Yeah, himself to Marilyn Monroe. He was a party animal. Basically, one night he gets hammered or whatever, and he sees in Cuba that they're, pre- they're doing their... um. They're doing their pro. Um, they're doing their pro uh, communism party, yeah. and because um, he's hammered, he's like, "We gotta take back you." And then the Cold War just went out of fucking disproportionate proportions. Yeah, yeah. yeah, it just blew up. Yeah, and um, I think, yeah, as I said, you know, if um, if all parties just done their own way of life, it would have been fine. But um, you know, of course, America 
got scared. I can understand yeah. why with all the spies coming in during the 1950s yeah. and the Red Scare movement and the McCarthy movement. Um, but, yeah, if all parties just agreed to do their own thing, then it would be fine. But if... I think... I really hope it doesn't come to it, but there, there very could well be war. It's... um. There's been times where they've come fucking close, like um, the Russians supplied um, North Vietnam with weapons and shit. Yeah. They were the source of weapons and everything. They didn't actually engage with the United States during the Vietnam War, but the fucking Communist Party, Russia, they supplied um, North Vietnam with all these weapons and tanks and all. Yeah. And that made it fucking very hard for the Americans to win, hence why they, they actually didn't win. Mm. They had to leave. And then they had to fucking put Agent Orange everywhere and fuck oh, everyone up. But... Um, I mean, yeah, if if all part if we all just all accepted that everyone wants to do their own way of life and just not if we didn't if there wasn't such a fear of communism in the Western world and there wasn't many like spies and shit, then it would have been fine. But everyone was so hysterical and paranoid about all these fucking spies and shit and communism coming into their way of life because it, America was very Christianated. It was a very yeah, Christian was. society. Yeah. Communism breaks the Christian society. Everyone was worried that religion was going to fucking die if communism come to america and yeah. all the ways of american life will go so that was the big scare and um i think john mccarthy fucking just instilled a bunch of apparently fucking fear and hysteria into everyone yeah well that's right like also you go to america what's america known for yeah. freedom freedom exactly. so freedom, freedom capitalism, capitalism freedom come on freedom, exactly um right. but it you know there's an old saying freedom started in 1776 <laughs> you know what i mean but but yeah. the thing is the thing is with with communism it's a very controlled society it is it's a very controlled society and we know for a fact we we know so many people who are fucking wild horses yeah. if we if, we, if australia went to communist tomorrow a lot of us wouldn't be able to take it Oh, no. no, it wouldn't be able to take it, and I wouldn't. Fuck no, I wouldn't be able to take that. that. Yeah, fuck that. I can see how. Look, it's so interesting. The only way where we could truly, truly see if it worked or not is if we implemented it in Australia. But I don't mm. see it ever, ever, ever happening. It won't no. ever happen unless um, there's a fucking war and the Western society loses the war and communist wins, and then Australia would be a communist society. But I don't see a realm where that will ever happen. But we don't really know if, Australia, if communism will work in Australia, but I'm going to say it wouldn't. Mm. Um, I mean, fucking, the people here definitely wouldn't take it. No, I know that even, for a fact. Even, even, let's take it back to the aboriginals of this country. They had different nations in the one place, and they went to war. Yeah. Like, they went to war with each other. Like, yeah, like... In Africa, they did that too, you know? Yeah, yeah, yeah. The Rwandan people started killing each other. Like, the Zulus and the... Um, the Zulus, no, the, yeah, the Zulus and the, um, I can't think of the other people, but all of them fucking fight each other. It's like you said, in like, um, Australia, the, uh, indigenous people yeah, fought with each other in their different states. Yeah, That's what happened in Africa as yeah, well. Yeah. They just all fight each other. Yeah, so, they're like different nations. They don't fuck around. They like, fuck yeah, around. yeah. Like, that's the thing with the, um, with a lot of people don't understand is like the, the, Everyone was like, it must have been so much more peaceful back in the day. Nothing. This is, this is the most peaceful time we've ever seen in our life. Absolutely. This is the pinnacle of peace. Everyone's like, what? Like, there was no peace. Okay. There was no peace. Like when you, if you were, let's say you came to Australia in the 1800s. Okay. If you came to Australia in the 1800s, you had to kill at least five people a day to make your day. Like, you know what I mean? That was just the way it went. 1900s are no different. You were in the 1900s and, um, early 1900s and you had to sign up for the war. 
It was a yeah. must. You had to sign up for the war, or else you were getting got. Like, oh, 100% was conscription. That's right. But let's think about every demographic or every contingent of people that feel targeted in today's society, and let's compare it to today's world that it was back in the day. Okay. So obviously, a big one is the LGBTQ community. As I mentioned before, these people were getting shoved off cliffs. They were getting, you know, killed, murdered. There was some shit happening to the gay people back in the days. Now they're allowed to get married. I'm not saying they're, it's all there, but I mean, it's we're moving into a time where it's more accepting and mm. they shouldn't know, but not a single LGBTQ member should say this is the worst time to be an LGBTQ community no, member. No this is the best for this sure. The best. And then you can go into um, the uh, African-American society. But, uh, you know, we had a BLM movement and don't get me wrong, it's nowhere near as uh, at its best, of course, and there's never will be. It never will be because it's just how the world works. You could only take, you can only move so far forward, but you move back a couple of years, these people were slaves. Yes. These people were getting lynched. Yes. And now they're, it's improving. You just yeah. got to wait. It's improving more. Just be patient. Go we're back. moving into a time where it's more accepting. It's more, it's more opinionated. Let's go back. Let's go back to when we we were alive 2011 yeah. 2011 okay 2011 there was there was more gang violence in the us than the us has ever seen and also they also had the lgbt community it was the worst time they've ever had to live in where they had the social media they had all these different things but yeah. but like you said the lynchings okay in in california there was a, two gay guys who were walking down the street one day yeah. and they got they got done from two they got they were, they were making out. They were hiding from everybody, making out. Yeah. As you do. And um, these, these, I think it was like 16 gangsters came out and they cut them up and killed them and in their blood said, send me to hell or something on the road. Yeah. Like, like the way the LGBT community is now, is now, they're in the pinnacle of society. And wow. it's good. And the thing is, it's like... Um, it's never going to be perfect. No, because it, it's just, it's not going to be. Like, you know? Yeah. You just got to take it for what it is and accept that it's slowly going to get better. It's never going to be at its best. And you just got to, I mean, yeah. You just got to understand that, you know, we're moving into a time where it's becoming more accepted, whether that's LBGTQ, whatever. I probably got that wrong. Um, the African-American BLM movement, which was all bullshit, by the way. What? BLM. How do you mean it's all bullshit? You know, like a lot of... Don't just leave that. Yeah, yeah, yeah. No. <laughs> now, I understand, like, I think the actual um, party, the BLM party was corrupt because a, a lot of money was made out of BLM and a lot of... It was right. very corrupt. Right. I okay. like the movement that uh, um, the Black Lives Matter, of course, Obviously, they're more yeah. important. And everyone makes jokes about it, but they are they should be as equal as us, you yes. know, 110%. But the BLM party was very corrupt. There was a lot of money being made. Oh. They fucked off. They fucked up a lot of businesses. Oh, okay. Yeah, they oh, well, they had done a lot of destructive things. Yeah. Well, when you say like a thing like that is corrupt, but BLM was a great movement because after yeah. George Floyd and such, where like they just had enough. Like they've just they been through. They've been through this shitter. Obviously, they've done it wrong. They've done it wrong. That's they've right. Done it the wrong way. That's just right. Like they've been doing the whole time. Yeah, but. Like all, and I'm not talking about just African Americans BLM. I'm talking about a lot of those movements. They've all been doing it the wrong way. Yes, but what the thing was, there's been so much turbulence. You look at Martin Luther King, the peaceful protester. He wanted to make yeah. everybody friends. It was a good way to go. Malcolm X came into power. He said, "Look, fuck this noise. I'll take you in a scrap, bitch." And then they're like, and that proved all those racist guys right. 
Yeah. They deemed him as a threat, and the Malcolm X was like, well, you want a threat? I'll make you a threat, bitch. And uh, it, so Martin Luther King had a good way of going about it. And because he was winning, because he was winning in Atlanta, Georgia, when he was winning, he went to a hotel, and he was sleeping on his own, and one of those KKK members came up to a window, got a few, uh, got a, some sort of sniper, and got him clean in the head. But um, because Malcolm X was a, was a threat, they didn't actually assassinate him. Because no, they, they said, oh, he's proven us right. So if he's proven us right, we'll let him live. Martin Luther King was proven him wrong. That's why they killed him. Exactly. Like, And Mark Wahlberg talks about it. Because Mark Wahlberg, when he was younger, he was a gangster and such. And he got arrested for um, racist crimes. Yeah. But he goes out and he said, well, when we were growing up, if you didn't do that, you would go home and get fucked up. If you didn't be racist, you would get got yeah. like you because he had because he, he was one in 10 or one in 11 and one of his brothers uh stopped a kid from getting hit by rocks from like yeah one one of his brothers helped a black kid out in a fight yeah and everyone at his school heard about it and they he got stabbed yeah. because of it like it was like what the fuck well, <laughs> like, that's, yeah that's right but you know we're just, and now we're moving into today's world where it's all better for everyone not perfect but but becoming a more opinionated society which i think is also dangerous yeah i think it's very dangerous that everyone voice like I, I fully believe freedom of speech and um i think everyone should have their own views but i think with too many opinions it becomes dangerous too we many lose cooks order. We too many order. yeah too many cooks too many cooks in the kitchen for example Correct. like joey diaz joey diaz is one of the funniest comedians on the planet yeah some of the things he says are outrageous yeah. some of the things he's done are out he went to prison for them okay he's not he's not a hug cuddly guy you know no. chelsea peretti from brooklyn 99 no, I'm not really watching the movie. Oh, she's Gina. I don't like her. Yeah. I really don't. She goes after she goes after Joey Diaz. Something he did in like the '90s, where he was like on a bunch of coke, and he like he I think he was like he sexually abused a girl. Yeah. And um, and he he went to prison. He's done his rehabilitation. He doesn't do coke anymore, whatever. And he now he's I think he's now he's in his like must be seventies, eighties now. He's an old he's an old boy. But um. She tried to pin him for something like that, and he goes, he goes, I don't even remember doing that. And like, in he goes, like, he doesn't con, he doesn't condemn, like, condone what he did. But it, but like, she tried to like make a big deal out of it, and like, she tried to like. Well, the thing is, with a lot of people with opinions, they try and because if we have a room full of hundred people, that's right. Three, four of them are going to be fucking idiots. Correct. They're going to be every single time we walk in. There's going to be yeah. idiots. Like if you have, and then so on a broader stage, if you have a million fans, one thousand of those fans are going to be fucking stupid. Correct. Every time. So if you have Chelsea Peretti has a lot of fans online, and they're just like, yeah, get after Joey Diaz and stuff. Like, what? <laughs> like you know, like and then, but but on the broader stage too, if you're like if you're Dwayne Johnson and you have three hundred million. 300 yeah. million you have a large following large right? following halo effect yeah you but you'll have 30,000 fucking idiots correct you're just gonna Certain voice the wrong yeah he, yeah and they're gonna have they're gonna voice all these wrong ideas and stuff and it's like it's like yeah like I don't the thing is with the opinions like everyone's right to an opinion correct everyone has the right to an opinion but it, it just becomes dangerous when everybody starts voicing them 
and because we lose order, as I said, we lose 100%. order, and yeah. it just turns into fucking anarchy. Like we're we're not at a point of anarchy yet, but I mean, the way it's going, everyone's getting cancelled for having their own fucking views and yeah. shit. Like, yeah, yeah. Uh, the thing is, they can't cancel the guys who are too big to fail, but they try to they can't just con- contradict each other. Like it just <laughs> contradicts it. Like we all want our own views and opinions, and then when people have their own views and opinions, they get shut down. Yes. So like Andrew Tate. Like, I think he's a very interesting one. Really? Yeah. I'm not a fan of Andrew okay. Tate. No, but I'm not. The thing is, I'm an open-minded person. So That's like, like yeah, me. Yeah, 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 yeah. So I'm not I'm not going to sit here and tell you that he's, you know, the devil. But I am going to tell you that I don't agree with some of the things he said. But he, but he, but from his experiences, that's what he's going to tell you. He's Correct. only going to tell you what he knows. And it's the same. Like, I don't like Jake Paul. I oh. really dislike Jake Paul. I yeah. do. Okay? But... He can only act from his experience and what he knows too. So right. he can, he's only as dumb as his surroundings. And That's right. Yeah, and like, but his brother Logan too, also a dead shit in my mind oh, because yeah, they, because they're both they're both really really big dead shits and they they act like they're the king of Hollywood, but they got famous from being fuckwits. Yeah, well, That's what like, they got famous for. Like, Steve, like yeah, like you know Steve from Jackass. Yeah. 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 He is one of the best celebrities you can look at because he owns up to being... He got famous from being a fucking idiot. Correct. So he's still a fucking idiot. It hasn't changed. Yeah, yeah. Like, no, no. And then Jake Paul, who was a dipshit, now wants to be a boxer. Dude, that's no, not that's how that goes. That's an interesting topic, whether Jake Paul can actually box or not. That's very interesting. 100% he can't. No way. See... I was convinced. Oh no, no, I wasn't very convinced the first few fights. I still think he needs to fight a proper boxer because at the moment he's been fighting very Suit strange fighters. Fucking, fucking nobody's dude. They made a big deal out of uh, him and Ben Askren. Do you yeah. know Ben Askren? Ben Askren is one of the best wrestlers ever, but he's not a fucking fighter. He's do not you, a boxer. Do you know? Do you know what Ben Askren is famous for? Yeah, well. Get knocked out by George Masterful. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Getting the near the fucking head. Yeah. yeah. So he is he is an amazing wrestler. Ben he's Askren. Great. He's one of the but best his wrestlers on the ground. Stand up is not shit. yeah, is not to be admired. If you watch his fights, the first thing he does is try to go for the takedown. Every time. And then he fucking gets him on the ground. He doesn't strike. He can't strike. So it was pathetic for him to call out Ben Askren. Tyrone Woodley, even he's a wrestler. Tyron Woodley is a wrestler. He could strike. He, he has out. yeah, he's his right hander. Oh, is his a, right hand is fucking powerful. He knocked mm. out um uh, Lawler with it, but that's right. But he's still a wrestler; he's not a boxer. And uh, but the thing is, okay, this is where it gets interesting. He calls out Ben Askren. Askren gets knocked out. But the video of Askren getting knocked out, you can clearly see a signal in Jake's head where he he does the nod, and then yeah. Askren goes, oh, "Okay, Woodley's fist. Oh, sorry, um, Paul's fist during the um the fight, uh, the Woodley fight. Have you seen his the, when he twists his fist? Yes. Yeah, yeah. And the, but another thing that everyone gets too, Jake Paul comes out every fight, and he's already wet. There's water on him, and That's the, the, yeah. you know, do you know why? So you can fight, slips a fight also because you can you can see impact. Yeah. If I punched, if Jude punches me and he's sopping wet, and he punches me, you'll see all the water spray everywhere and it'll look like it's a massive yeah, hit. But he, yeah, but but he, Tyron Woodley, um, if you watch the video where he gets knocked out, he walks up to it. Yeah. He doesn't put his he hands up his or hand anything. Down. He puts his hand cleanly down. Yeah, he puts his hand down. You see the little twist movement. He puts his hand down and then he cops it and he just drops down. But then what's interesting is a few months later, he's on his podcast. What? What the fuck would he be on his podcast? I don't understand. The money. They get money because yeah. Tyron Willie came out and said he had some money issues. So Jake Paul goes, oh, he has some money issues? Mm, let's yeah, make that so a big clause. If you, you know, they did a they did a read of his contracts with Ben Asker and Tyron Woodley. Yeah. And they had in the clauses, 
you must take a dive. Like loosely oh, phrased, you that, must but... take, like in loose terms, you must take a dive was what was put in there. Askren didn't read it. And also oh, Askren read it and agreed to it. Tyron Woodley read it and agreed to it. The next fight he went on to, who was after Woodley? Yeah, so he fought Woodley twice. And then um, he was supposed to fight some other bloke. To Tommy, Fury. Oh, Tommy Fury. Oh, yeah. Tommy Fury. Tommy Fury is a non-bullshit fighter, boxer. He's a yeah. non-bullshit uh, boxer. Correct. And everyone goes, oh, he backed out. He backed out. He actually did not back out. Jake Paul backed out, but the re- what he did, he paid off. Um, so Tommy Fury was in fighting condition, and he, if you look at his Instagram, he's in fighting condition and everything. And he's taking the nah. So he took this post down. He was in prime condition, and Jake Paul said, "I can't fight, but we'll give you, we'll give you some of the." Uh, pay-per-views for my next fight if you let the second uh, yeah yeah he'll give you he'll give you some of the pay-per-views for the next fight if you if you come out and say that you backed out yeah right so he goes oh I had a stomach problem yada 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 fucking no you didn't cunt (laughs) you were ready to fucking go and um and um he took the post down where he was ready to go oh that's big that's big if you took that down yeah see I don't know like I think you got to give the man some credit. He can, he's starting to get better. Like I think he, he that fight against Silva, uh, Silva was not throwing. Obviously, Silva but... would been knocked out twice in training. He's forty-seven years old and he's a kickboxer. Yeah. And he's and also for example when he went out, he, the thing is the other thing that gets me is these old guys like the Joe Rogan, like Joe Rogan is an older man. They try and find the good in people. Correct. That's their job. They try and find the good. So he's going to come and say, if this guy wasn't a boxer, if he was, sorry, if he wasn't a YouTube star, he'd be you know a phenomenon. But he wouldn't have been because Anderson Silva went out sort of stumbling around from round one. Oh, round one, yeah, he, he threw two punches. No, he literally, actually literally threw one punch. It connected, but he threw one punch that yeah. first round. See, that's but but Jake's Jake. How old is Jake? Twenty one, twenty two. Twenty five, I think. Twenty five. Twenty five. Twenty six. Shit. That's yeah. nearly prime time. Yeah, it's nearly prime. Jesus, time. so he's in his prime when Anderson Silva's like an, on the, on the way out. Oh, literally, know? he's nearly double his age. Yeah, like the thing is, is like the those Paul guys and Lo- and Logan's smart for not continuing because he right. knew he knew full Mate well. Mayweather wasn't allowed to knock him out. Yes, no, that was, that was in the clause too. It was, it was exhibition match. He wasn't allowed to knock out um Logan. No. So who the fuck is one of that's so corrupt. That's just back to my boxing point. That would not happen in the UFC. No, that's what Dana. That's what Dana doesn't want him. That's what Dana doesn't have him. If Dana White talks about it, if you look at Jake Paul's security guard, yeah. he's not a security guard at all. He worked for Dana White for years, and if Dana fired him for doing corrupt deals for low low ranging fights, he fired him. I think it was two thousand and ten. Dana's like, get the fuck out of my business. I don't want anything to yeah. do with you. So Jake hired him to to sign contracts, and Logan did too. Logan. Did used him for the um, Floyd Logan bout, yeah. and Mayweather Mayweather originally turned it down. He goes, no, there's no fucking way. Mayweather I'm doing sleeps that. Logan Paul if it's a proper boxing match. Like, did you see no the? Bets, yeah, did you did you see how many openings he had for that? Hundred percent. Yeah. He had like five or six. But the, that's so slack. It's so fucking corrupt for the people that will actually pay money to watch it. I didn't. There's no way in fuck I was going to pay for that. I didn't pay. I don't pay for any of those ones because I think. It's all corrupt and shit. It is. It is. UFC, I pay money to watch because oh, yeah. I want the fighters to get paid. And I know that there's only one thing that I can really hate on UFC. It's fighter pay. Fighter pay is a hard one to crack because it, it goes off pay per views. Correct. But if you get, but if you, but the thing is, thing is, 
FIDA pay increases as you increase. So if you're, yeah, if you're right. the more you win, the more you earn. And that, to me, that's fair. That's fair game. Yeah, and I can understand that. But I think fighters at the top should start earning a bit more. Uh, well, hold on. So uh, I think Conor, so Nate Diaz versus Conor McGregor clocked in one of the biggest pay-per-view buys of all time. And right. second, Nate, yeah, second. Um, Nate Diaz walked out with 1.5 million. Uh, Conor McGregor walked out with 2.4 million. Yeah. Um, so that's a lot of that's a, like you know it's a lot of money and they get money off sponsors too let's not forget and they make they make a lot of money outside there the UFC are sponsors, but they can't sponsor themselves while they're at, like what I mean by that is Ronaldo has a huge fucking deal with Nike so does LeBron they can wear the Nike shoes out there however in the UFC they're not allowed to wear their own gear they have to wear the Reebok gear or the so that's yeah and that's another thing but I think I think what what they what what could what they could do if they really wanted to is if they could start letting them wear their Nikes or they're yeah. wearing their whatever and then, right. then then that way it'd be fair game again. Well, then fighters are getting more pay and they're getting looked after. And I think another huge thing is their healthcare. They don't get healthcare or anything when they're in the USC. Really? Yeah, they don't get looked after health um, healthcare wise, which is pretty bad, especially when you're done done and dusted. Like for something like that, CTA you can be picked up so easily. Yeah. All the headlocks and shit. Well, they well if you're like that, that's a that's a problem because if you spend your life being a middle ranked fighter and then you come out at thirty seven, and you go into the doctor's office and like I'm sorry you're gonna have Alzheimer's and yeah. it's not looking good for you. But America's healthcare is dog shit anyway. Oh, it's fucked. Yeah, that's it's why. Fun. That's why. That's why Paddy the Batty's so well because he's in England where he's got the good healthcare, and then those Australian boys are doing well because they live over here. We have good healthcare. Yeah, Canadian cool. boys are doing well. Like it's just the American guys, and a lot of them. You know, fun fact: a lot of American fighters don't live in America yeah, no, because they because because they, they want they the healthcare. Another, they have they want the healthcare. Yeah, that, and they train in other places um, according to their skill set. So I know that Aljamain Sterling goes to. Um, Thailand for his Muay Thai. So does PDR. Not that he's um, American. So is Tai Tuivasa. Yeah, Tai Tuivasa. <laughs> he also goes to Thailand for that. Um, I know that uh, Leon Edwards stays in England. Yes. Um, because he was the first fighter to come out of England to win the the belt. Nice. Um, who else? Uh, A lot Sterling of the... goes to Jamaica, where he's from. Yeah. Um, well, I didn't know that, but I know he definitely goes to the Muay Thai in um in uh, Thailand. Because it's fucking big there. Um, and then uh, Volkos, New Zealand. Back City Kickboxing. They're the be- I reckon they're the best in the world. Uh, yeah, they have Robert Whitaker as well. It, I don't think they have Robert Whitaker. I know they got Izzy. They, they had they had Whitaker. Uh, they have Izzy, Volk. They used to have Robert Whitaker. Now, now he they're doesn't. fighting each other and shit. Yeah, but Whitaker left after he got done for a sketchy deal or something. But by them, like, it was either them or somebody in New Zealand was trying to screw him. Yeah, well, um, obviously, as well as that, Izzy and Robert are rivals, so it's kind of awkward having the two guys. <laughs> Imagine that. Imagine that. You're just in the middle of the gym. Oh. You're just, like, hitting the bag. You just look over and you're like... Because I know <laughs> Whitaker fights in Camden now, so he trains in Camden. In really? Western Sydney, yeah. Because that's where he's based. He's based out west, I'm pretty sure. He trains uh, in Camden. He has that Western mentality. Um, and he has that Jacob Malkoon as well from Australia. He trains with Whitaker. Yeah. Um, There's Jake... Uh, Jacob. No, 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 no. Jake. Maladolena or whatever. Yes. Oh, Matthews. No, Maladolena, who's out of Perth. Yeah, yeah. Yeah, yeah. And they have a good, they have a good little gang out in Perth. They yeah, win. they do. Um, And then... Uh, but uh, Yeah, that's the kickboxing. is really good. Dan Hooker... Um, uh, Kai Kara France, um, Volk when he goes down there, Izzy, fucking all these big names, mm-hmm. bro. They got all the big dogs. They do. They got some big dogs and they fucking <laughs> they perform. Got some big dogs. 
And um, I think top te- the American top team, I think it was called, in where the Masvidal was, they were good for a bit, but it's just like, uh, I think the whole Colby thing, you know, speaking of Colby, that's an interesting topic on itself. Kobe. Colby. Colby. Colby Covington. Colby Covington. What did he get done for? Oh, no, nah, it's just his whole persona and his um, um. character in the UFC, I think. Yeah. <laughs> He's one of them. Oh, There's too many big egos out there. Yeah, well, that's right. You know, I, I really rate, um, I rate Colby as a fighter, but, I mean, it's just it was a very interesting situation how they sold that Masvidal Colby fight. Hmm. Yeah, well, Masvidal is a good bloke, George, because he's, he's a tough fighter. Yeah, he's a tough fighter. I mean, he definitely shouldn't be touching the belt anytime soon. Well, he had it. He had, he had it, and he and he lost it. And the thing is, if you the, the, see, it shows character. Like Conor McGregor, when he lost the belt and got back up and got it again, he was like, "All right, all right, Conor, well done." Yeah. But if you get the belt twice, dude, hold on to the fucking thing, you know? Yeah, fuck no. Well, that's exactly right. Hold on to it. Yeah, yeah, yeah. yeah. Have but, that kung fu grip on that motherfucker. Yeah, <laughs> yeah. exactly right. Yeah, that's that's so true. But mm, man. You get a fucking if you get a chance, fucking take it. Yeah, that's right. No, I, I just think yeah. Looking at that Rocky Edwards fight, man, that was fucking crazy. Dude, his uppercut. Oh, one of the uppercuts he has landed, uh, Leon oh, Rocky Edwards, I remember watching. Uh, see, I'm only new to Leon. Yeah. I haven't seen much of him, I'll but uh, him. Yeah. <laughs> I saw one of his. I saw him do a right. I think it was right uppercut. Yeah. And he hit that like. Like that was the best best uppercut I've seen in the in the cage. I was like, what the fuck? Like that yeah. guy he hit him hard. Crazy. Yeah, he's um. I don't know if he's going to win against Usman next. I hope he does, obviously. But uh, Kamara Usman, he's a dangerous boy. He doesn't do any steroids. It's all natural, that boy. And they all are. Yeah, they all think they all think that. But, I but mean, they're so genetics. The African genetics are crazy. Mm, crazy, dude. Let's look at like let's look at our brother Kelvin. I love Kelvin. One of yeah, my best yeah. friends. He has the genetics of like I've seen him do things like and and his mindset too beautiful minded person but i've seen him do things like he plays basketball kelvin loves basketball i've seen him hit shots for example the other day i saw him hit two no looking threes really he just pulled a step because he can do that well usually i call him brick city but i mean (laughs) he knows that yeah Usually called Brick City. <laughs> I can't say I've hit. I can't say I've uh, seen him hit two no-looking threes, but uh, that's, that's a sight to see. We we saw him do it. I saw him do it, man. He has a good. He's dude. I reckon we because unfortunately Kevin's leaving Goulburn. Unfortunately, yeah, that's right. But but if he was to play basketball, I think if he dedicated himself, he'd do really really well. well I reckon he right. would. Oh, that's right. Yeah. Well, anyone can do anything really well. I think. That's right. Yeah, that's right. That's the thing. It suck. What, what what is hard work? You know what I mean. That's what I think a big big question is. What, what is hard work? What is hard work? Like, you know what I mean. It's your mental, isn't it? Because the thing, like, I think it was best said. Everyone tells you to work hard, but what is it? Well, I think I think it was best said by Conor McGregor, where he says, "I am not talented. I am just obsessed. If yeah, you can right. find one thing that you obsess about, you'll get the best results at." And everyone says hard work. Everyone says hard work because everyone grew up very vaguely everyone you know don't have mental health they grew up very vaguely so i think if you what what it's about is say you walk in and i want to be a realtor you're obsessed on being a realtor and then you can do well at that one thing and then that's the hard work is just being obsessed on whatever it is and like staying true to it yeah well that's right yeah i will so you want to be do real estate no i was just using that as an example I've had a bit of time at Ray White Golf and I could give you a hand. <laughs> but yeah, nah. Well, um, that's the thing. I think 
it's such a broad statement and a lot of people don't understand how to yeah, actually right. take it in work that's hard right. like what the fuck is working hard like it, it's what? a lot of those phrases like take the bull by the horns how, yeah. but how do you do it yeah how do you no do one it? fucking tells you how to do it exactly it's such a broad statement and i think yeah well personally if you ask me what working hard is it's yeah as you said just really you you can only use like metaphors to try explain it like if someone asked me to say what is working i'd say like knuckling down what you're doing you just yeah. used a metaphor to explain it. it's not literally what I'm yeah. it's, it's a really difficult broad statement for a lot of people to understand especially in what in when you're talking about certain areas so let's use the realtor real estate area um you just used how do i work hard as a real estate agent do i get my papers done quick do i do more papers afterwards do i uh Call up more people? What's hard work? How do you... Okay, now let's use um, a more... Like a different area. Um, Maccas. Let's say I'm a chef at more cooking burgers and Maccas. How do I work harder? Do I make more fucking burgers? I when you, I bet you there's only one answer to this. Yeah. You know what it is? It is finding the shittest job in any aspect of your job. Just finding the shittest work. Like every 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 every, every single job you're going to do, there's going to be a job where everyone's like, oh, oh, whatever that oh job is, if you work hard and are enjoying that, not only will you piss people off, but that, yeah. that is probably hard work. That's probably the hardest work. Well, that's absolutely right. If you can smash it out in an area you don't like, then you're going to be able to smash it out in an area that you do like. And it's just building up that mentality. Yeah, and right. I think the mentality comes down to this, and this is what I've learned since going to the gym, because obviously I was fucking lazy, you know. You guys, you could say I was fucking well, but I'm still well behind everyone else. I'm getting stronger for my weight. I'm, yeah. st- I'm sticking to 70, right? Yeah. But I'm getting stronger for my weight, but I'm not going to be anywhere near they are because they start earlier than me. But I think the biggest thing with going to the gym and people that are struggling to stay committed, it's like if you have motivation, motivation doesn't last forever, but if you have motivation for a little bit, motivation builds discipline. Once you have discipline, then you're sweet. Yeah, it's like building a chain. What 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 I what what it's like is like if you build a big enough chain, you can sort of like shackle yourself to it. You yeah. know what I mean? Like it's like you're building your own prison. Like, yeah. So my motivation for me really was um obviously the schoolies coming around the corner. Yeah, fucking <laughs> so, schoolies. Yeah, me and Brado have been training pretty hard for that, trying to get. Oh my god, dude! I hear you're going away tomorrow. Tomorrow? And Wednesday is it? Uh, oh, you're going no, down? Not quite, man. Oh, no, what? No. Just, yeah, they kind of left it a bit late for me to let me know if I was going or not, so... Dogging yeah. them. Dog yeah, me too, bro. Yeah, yeah fuck yourself. Yeah. <laughs> That's they, right. They told me too late. They said I could come. It was just too late for me. I yeah. couldn't do it, so... Um, yeah, but no, um, I think... Yeah, so that's me and Brado's inspiration at the moment because we're, we're, we're the only two in the group, really. And Flynn and Gray as well. Love that guy. Oh, who we're, doesn't we're, love Flynn and Gray? Yeah. <laughs> we're, we're the only boys going to schoolies now, so we're just fucking knuckling down there in the gym there. And um, as I said, that was my motivation for a bit. But then the motivation dies off, as it does. Uh-huh. As right. it does. That's right. I mean, it depends, though, what your motiva- how strong your motivation is. So obviously, your motivation to lose weight is going to be much stronger than me to get a good body for schoolies because yeah. obviously, it's different scenarios. But I think for me personally, and a lot of people, the motivation will get you there, but then it's up to your discipline, which you will grow as you have motivation. The yeah. discipline grows. Everything and then, then once you've got discipline, then you just know, okay, I don't want to do it, but I have discipline. I've built that from motivation. I'm going to go to the gym now. That's right. It's like, if you look at a body of water, like if you look at all these different bodies of water, you have an ocean, you have a lake, you have a stream, whatever the fuck you have. But like if you start building a stream and every day you just add a rock to it, you know, every day you add a rock to it, add a rock to it. Eventually, before you know it, 
you'll have a lake. Absolutely. And then you and then you can build from there, and then it'll just grow and grow. And then before you know it, you have you know a dam or whatever. But it takes like that first rock to be added to the stream. Yeah, that's right. Then then it just over time, like if people because people can't see the difference. They don't think it's there, but it definitely shows up every time you do it. Yeah. Now you uh, mentioned water. I think water is a great way to live your life. I think using mm. the um, the ideology of water, like mm. as you said, water can be in many forms, many ways. It can be in a cup. It can yeah. be a tsunami. Yep. If you live your life like water, it's like Bruce Lee said. I think you can live a great life. You know, knowing where what to be, what what form of water you need to be for different times. That's like right. when you, you, you know, when you need to be a tsunami, you can be a tsunami. When you need to be a a lake that's really calm you can be a lake you can be an ocean nice yeah. and smooth and calm that's right um but wavy then you yeah. can be an ocean and if you need to be a fucking um you know all the, all those sort of forms of water yeah, like yeah. just even just a simple cup of water you can be that just um quiet silent yeah. tsunami then you're fucking loud aggressive <laughs> or you need to be um angry then you know how to be a tsunami just all these sort certain types of forms of water yeah i think it's a great way to live your life that's right yeah and like in uh, water also is like in cyclones and things and we use that example like when when the boys are on like you know when guys are going on everyone's having a good time you turn into a cyclone of you just do. excitement you're like oh that's fuck right. yeah boys. and you yeah, just go right. crazy you know and like yeah. but um so just different types of forms of water and right. they come in different ways that's right and it can turn into very water can be very it can be it's it's water is so good because it can be you know, it's good for health, but then it, it can turn into a very powerful thing. Like, you know, if you put water ice. from a pre- Yep, or yeah. it can turn into ice, yeah. or it can turn into steam. Yeah. Um, it can come out of a gurney gun, and I, I, I was washing a car the other day, I got my hand with a gurney gun, it hurts to fucking blast in my hand. Um, and then, the yeah, the pressure of water from... It just, it's crazy. Water is crazy like that. Yeah. It's, um, it can come in different forms, different ways, and... I think it's a great, as Bruce Lee said, you know, be water, my friend. Yeah, be water. Oh, yeah. Judy, yeah. we're at two hours and seven minutes. Well, do you have any more topics you want to bring well, up? Oh, dude, we've, we've been hitting homers. We've just yeah, been, hitting, right. we've been hitting homers. Yeah, well, uh, let me know if you have any other topics. Oh, otherwise. mate, oh, for sure. I don't know. I, I, think I'm, I, think I'm, I think you squeezed the lemon on this one, dude. Yeah, I think we are. We're fucking... <laughs> you gave it to it. You had the kung fu grip. You just... Yeah, fucking... Grab that cock pretty tight. <laughs> <laughs> Didn't let up. <laughs> Absolutely. Oh, fucking oath. Well, um, yeah, no, it was good. It was, it was good great. Experience. It was great time. So who else do you got coming on? Who else got coming on? Well, next in line, the one and only Gus Young. I keep bringing him up. I keep yeah. bringing him up. I keep dangling that meat. So I've got to get yeah, him in here. Oath. Got to get him in here. Great guy. Uh, i got some more people lined up. One of them being uh, the infamous Jai Morby. He doesn't love Jai Morby. Yeah. Um, after him, we've got... Um, I had a lot of people come to me and want to be on this, but Will Simmons was a big one. Yeah, um, we had fucking, I was, I went to this party and I just had people like just lining up. Yeah, <laughs> you know what I mean? Yeah, that's right. Hopefully so. me being the first, I can start like the, the wave, of, oh, the chain please. wave of more people coming in, you know? Please do. And then once more people start coming in, you start getting more views and uh, better, I guess. Building, building, building. That's right. But I'm fucking, I'm keen to come back in if you ever you oh, need someone else to talk about fucking current world fucking <laughs> news, <laughs> you know. Yeah. As I said, you know, um, a lot of these people here, or I'm not going to say everyone, but a lot of people don't think of the world like I do. I think of it much differently. No, very open-minded like yourself. A lot of people are very closed-minded today. They're 
very opinionated and they're very stuck up on their views. Right. For me, I look at it the fucking, I look at the whole picture, you know, I look at every, uh, every side, every view. Yep. As I said, I respect LGBTQ people, I respect the African American community, I respect all these other people that feel targeted. But I also see why they're victims. I can yep. understand, I can understand all of it. I understand people like that and understand patterns, how things yep. work. So, if you ever need me back, lad, let's fucking oh, do it, bro. I will. I fucking will. Yeah, and, uh, Get and these ones out of the way and we'll have yeah. another chat about whatever, whatever right. new fucking shit that's right. happening. That's right. Yeah, bro. So, I'll try I'll try to get the other boys on. Bless. Bless yeah. you. Thank you very much. No worries, bro. Um as always in that fucking salt, baby. Yeah, and the fucking salt cunt. <laughs> yeah. Yeah, bro. <laughs>